sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Tom Sides. That is Sean Sides. I love how when I set the tempo, you just automatically follow suit. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, you don't do it when I do it, so it's fine. Yeah, it's because I'm like, I don't know, less quick reacting sometimes. I don't know, maybe, if that's how you say that. (laughs) I'm just a keen observer of human life, man. That's just what it is. Indeed. And sometimes I can't help but mimic things. Like I've That's told you true. before, like, when I used to visit the Maritimes, I would just, like, when I hung around the people that had the Maritime accent, I would just be like, uh-oh, it's coming out of me, and I can't control this. Yeah, so. I'm so bad, too. And, like, I don't do it to be rude. I find, like, I love to say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but it just, and it's, like, not just the Eastern Canada accent, it's any accent. Like, if I'm hanging out with one of my buddies at work who's from India, and, like, I start getting his accent, and I'll start talking to him, in the, and, like, it's meant out of love, never out of, like, um, yeah. hurting someone's feelings, right? It's just fun to do fucking accents. Oh, and yeah. And your muscles to try to do that, right? Even with my British buddies, and I just... But it takes everything inside of me to just... Don't do it. Just don't say their accent. Just leave them alone. Talk to them like a fucking person, Thomas. Just shut the fuck up. Don't do it. Don't just don't do it. And and then I like and how I've realized how to get it out of me is like because you know like when your buddies with someone you can just like razz on them. It's like ah, here's a moment to get this out. Oh, but a wiffle ain't it? And then you're like, oh, cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, got that out good. of me. <laughs> and you're just like ah, uh, I got it in a way that I was like making fun of them, but also I can do it and you like we're all on the same page that i'm being a dick now so it's fine yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) nothing like uh pulling that shit out at the right time that's for sure oh it's just like it's the hardest bit of adulting i do is not mimicking someone's accent back to them when i hear it i did uh a funny thing one time with a co-worker i phoned him and pretended to be our payroll lady who is like an old asian lady and I asked him, like, a bunch of questions and, like, went overboard. Like, asked him a little bit of intimate questions to see how far I could take it. And he answered them. And then I hung up and, like, let him go. And I didn't tell him that it was me ever. And then, like, a week later, I took him aside. I was like, oh, hey, by the way. And I, like, recited what he said back to me. And then halfway through, I changed it to the accent of the Asian woman. And he was like... That was you! What the fuck this whole week? I've been avoiding her. I thought she asked me these crazy fucking questions. What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? <laughs> and it's such you a- know what? And you know what? Some people have made a tremendous career out of being able to do that. That is oh, yeah. so fucking funny to me. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Oh, it was just amazing when you get someone that hook, line, and sinker. And it's just like, it's cool. It's like a... I can't believe I got him because it was just me. Like, I have my voice is my voice. But I'm able to distort it in such drastic ways that yeah. people are like, what the fuck? But That's so good. Like, I wish I... Like, I think I kind of have that a little bit. Like, I don't know if I could... Like, I know that I would want to do that. I don't know if I could yeah. just mimic Practice sometimes, like, when someone calls you that's not, like... Like, hello, I'm calling from CIBC. I'd like to... Just be like, ha, hello. 
Hey, uh, and just fuck with them. You know, you got nothing to lose. Why not? There's nothing wrong in it. If you get caught or if you screw up, you have a laugh and you say, oh, sorry, I was just trying to bit out. My bad. <laughs> My bad. No one's going to question the They're like, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> sorry for this hate crime. Yeah. That's like where it gets murky. <laughs> it depends on who you do it to and how you do it. Because even like I, I knew an Irish guy who looked like he got "I'm gonna beat the shit out of you" face because I was in an Irish pub with some Irish friends and I was like jokingly doing an Irish accent, but not like, like in a disrespectful way. I was just at, and he like was like "fuck you, you are," and I'm like "whoa, easy man!" Like I'm just you know imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I don't see well, like I wasn't doing anything trying to be disrespectful but like anybody can take offense to anything at any given moment especially in today's world so you just have to like feel the room i guess when you're in scenarios make sure you don't hurt anyone's feelings oh that's cute of you also i see you're also drinking at tim hortons i too have my large oh look at you with timmy's yes i went and ran some errands this morning i went and took some lunch to crystal who was working today and then picked up a timmy's on my way home how do you take your Tim Hortons? Have we talked about this? Do I know? Uh, no, I don't think we ever have. I usually do the, like, I'll get a large and I'll do two cream, seven sugars. And, That's too uh, much sugar. I'm That's just diabetes. Joking. I don't do seven. I do three sugars. That's still a lot of sugar. Do you In tell a large... people it's seven... Seven sugars, so three sugars sounds better. <laughs> yeah, that's what where I went with. I, I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, full street. Oh, sorry, that was a Beastie Boys song. Um, I like the sweetness of it. I get shit from this all the time from people who are like, what are you doing? Why three sugar? It's just, I like it's a safety zone. It tastes good. It's sweet, like me. Okay. Uh, I can't knock this as much as I would love to. I would love to make fun of you right now, but I used to be a double-double guy. Yeah. That's what I used to do, day in and day out. In my early, not my early teens, in my like late teens, early 20s, I used to drink double-double, and then I got a job where I was on the road a lot, and a lot of Tim Horton stops happened. Yeah. And so when you start to crush, like, two, three large double-doubles, the fucking sugar in that starts to add up. That makes sense, yeah. And then... And, like, so, like, that's, what like, what my day was. Like, the only time I put cream in my coffee is if I have Tim Hortons. Okay. Tim Hortons coffee hasn't gotten better. There's, like, a bitterness to it when it's black. Right. And it's also fucking lava hot. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know what the fucking burners are at Tim Hortons, but it's fucking molten yeah, lava. Yeah, when it brews out of that machine, it comes out flamingly hot i used to like i went i don't know if you knew this about me i'm sure i'm not 100 sure but in my 20s i didn't drink coffee at all like i didn't know this yeah so i just am a like fairly newer coffee drinker i've told you about it on the pod now that i think about it but um yeah i just i try to do one out of every five coffees a double double because i do want to get away from the sugar obviously it's not healthy obviously i'm a larger man already obviously fucking health blah blah blah, blah, blah. you want to know what worked for me what's that well, so, like, I used to be double-double all the time. Now I'm one cream. Yeah. One cream of Tim Hortons. That's all I do, and then I'm black at home. That's a weird sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, when I'm having, like, a homebrew coffee, like, it's black. Okay. And then, but one cream of Tim Hortons. And the, how I did that was, like, you just periodically drop it down a bit. So, like, you do two and three right now. So, next yeah. time, do a double-double. And just 
hold that order for a little while. Yeah, Next. for sure. That's what I've been attempting. It's a nice way to yeah. wean yourself off of it, right? And, and and then if you like the sweet side a little bit more, do one cream, two sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I could try doing that for sure. And, and then you just then, easier, easier way and in, then right? you're one, And then you get to 1-1. One, one. Yeah. And then that's just how I did it. Like, that, like, it was super easy. And now I can't drink a coffee with sugar in it. Yeah, like, I've found that with a lot of people who went down to that, and that's the reason why they went down too. It's it's interesting. I can't, and I, it, it's too sweet, and it becomes a thing. Like, like I need my coffee to have a little bit of oomph, oomph to yeah. it, and like if it has sugar in it, like I'm like oh, it's too early for dessert. What are we doing? That's Ugh. funny. It's I like I'm like that too. Like I don't like sweets in the morning at all. So it's odd that I like sweet coffee. It's just something that. And I used to be way worse when I when I did drink coffee when I was a teenager. I'd like hold the thing upside down for a while, like it was a treat or something, right? So I yeah. feel like I've evolved a little bit in in cutting it down, but it's one of those things. Like I don't. I want to become somewhat more drug free as I evolve. You know what I mean? I, I never have to take any like headache pills and shit like that. I quit smoking. Now I'm like. Maybe I'll I can cut coffee out again at, at some point is like a thought I've had. Just drink like a shitload of water instead. It's the most addictive drug in the world, caffeine, and the most commonly accepted drug as well. So it's one of those interesting things where it's like you meet people who are like, oh, I hate marijuana. Or I hate people who do drugs, and then they're like, uh, can I please get a creamy blah 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 latte with a uh, seven shots of espresso? And you're like. You think you're better because your drug is widely accepted and legal because, you know, I guess pot and all that's legal now too. But it's just a funny, weird spectrum with caffeine being a drug. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I have, I disagree, I guess. I, I don't, I have the firm belief of like handle your high. Do whatever you want to get oh, yeah. to the fucking day. Just handle your and shit. It, just handle your shit. I like so that it, theorem. It, 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 <laughs> like, shoot smack, is. shoot smack. Just don't yeah. come at me all smacky. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, like I, like you can do whatever you want in your downtime. For sure. However, however, don't let it affect your everyday life. Oh, and for if, sure. And like that's kind of like what it is. Like, and that's like my big rule. So like, I like my drinking. I'm not gonna let my drinking ruin my work day. Oh, no, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Be a responsible adult in any way. I just, like, what I, my point, I guess, I went kind of on a tangent about the fucking caffeine versus the societal judgments, blah, blah, blah. But what I was really, like, my initial point was just simply that myself, because I existed a life without coffee, was able to rise and function every day without it. To me, it's like, I don't need it. You know, I don't want to need it, I guess, is another way of putting it. This is, this is funny because you come from like a long line of coffee drinkers. One of those oh people, yeah, like I would hear stories about like Bernie about how like he would throw back, like throw back a scalding cup of black coffee. Yeah, that's my daddy too. Yeah, and then like that's one of the things I love going over to your dad's house. He had the poffy cod on always, always poffy cod. Like, that was his big, yeah, that was the thing he said. Like coming over, you like coffee pots always on. Hundred percent. Just like. Damn, Uncle Steve, all right. Sounds good. Yeah, he is like the affirmed coffee drinker and always has been my whole life. I woke up every morning to the smell of coffee in the air and cigarettes, but <laughs> as a child, a cup, you know. A, a cup of Joe and a dart. Breakfast of fucking champion. Exactly. Was uh, Chris a coffee drinker? Yeah. 
Yeah, big time big too. Coffee, yeah, big time coffee drinker. Your Maybe mom? My parents, uh, yeah. Still? Yeah. Still coffee drinker. Nice. Not, yeah, not smokers, though. Neither one of them. Like, Shelly was a smoker back in the day, cause, and we only know this because there was photo evidence. Nice. Or else she would have fucking lied to us <laughs> our entire lives. That's like my sister. But, she gets pissed whenever I talk about that kind of thing around her kids. And I'm not supposed to. Even saying this now, she's behind on the pod, so she probably won't hear this. But when she does, she'll be like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> but, like, like, that's the thing. But, like, but she also had the wherewithal to quit. And there's, there's, a, there's a different way of handling that. So you could go, like, as one of these people, I realized how bad it was. Yeah, 100%. I chose to stop. So how you paint it's so hard to stop. I would recommend never starting. Yeah, and then that's like, and that I don't, and that I think that's a bit of the reason why I don't smoke cigarettes at all because like, my mom harped how much it sucked. It's really funny when I see any of my nieces or nephews doing things they're not supposed to be doing. I just roll up on them like hot and heavy. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? I'm gonna kick your goddamn ass. And, like, I'm just very, like, abrasive when I see that because I want the best for them only in life. How often are you, like, where does this take place? Are you just a stroll in the streets of Edmonton? You're like... I would, yeah. Oh, yeah, I roll up. That's my nephew right there. One time I I was... Like, if I see a family member, I recognize them immediately. I don't... I just have that, like... I can see their aura from far away. And I saw Ethan at a bus stop and rolled up on him. Was like, hey, hey, and he's like, Uncle Sean, and we gave him a ride home. But anyways, I digress. It's mostly like family outings. Example: one of my nieces and nephews pulled out a cigarette at a party, and I was like, and I was at the time was no better, was a smoker, <laughs> but I rolled up on them so like quickly and was like. What what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this? Like, as if they'd really hurt me. Because I want the best for them. I want them, the next generation, to be better than I was. You know what I mean? And you always want that in different ways. When you have, like, nieces and nephews, people you care about, you're like, I would love it if you grew up and had a better life than what I had. And so if I see them doing something that I think is, like, not the right direction, I'll always give my two cents and they respect me and love me as their uncle who always looked out for them and stuff like that too right so it's it's big advice it's the opposite with booze though i'm like hey have a shot <laughs> have a drink with us so i'm kind of like a hypocrite in that sense because i want them to have fun but in a controlled yeah. environment i don't want them to smoke something that's addictive where they can't break it but i want them to like no joy and moderation like let's have fun at your at christmas let's have a couple shots you're you're 18 you know you don't have to drive let's have a couple shots let's have some fun but if you like uh, a cigarette i'm gonna bust on your balls about it <laughs> it just reminds me of that scene in 21 jump street when they're like should we get coke for the party? He's like, we want them to have a good time, not ruin their fucking lives. <laughs> Pretty much. No. <laughs> it is what it is. But, yeah. No, I get it. I just, uh, like, I don't know how I would be, to be honest. I think I would, like, respect, like, what my sister wanted. Like, I wouldn't, like, hey, ne- niece or nephew. We're at a family function. You can have a little bit, but don't... Oh, you, ha- you would be old. cool Uncle Tom, million fucking percent. No, no. I would be cool Uncle Tom, but I'm not going to be like, don't say you got, like... I, I wouldn't be... You didn't get it from me. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if they're, like, 16, 17, maybe. Like, yeah. pushing on drinking age, but, like, 
I did don't I know. tell like, you where, the story like, of this where's summer? Where's the line? Like, yeah. like, that's my thing. Like, where's that line go? Did yeah. I tell you the story of this summer about, uh, like, with Jen and Mason coming out to the cabin and Mason being offered, like, a half shot around the fire at some point? Did I tell you that story? No. So you want to talk about it on a public podcast about how you gave a minor alcohol? I, I didn't. I said someone offered him. I didn't. It had nothing to do with me. I was just in the area and I witnessed what had happened. And so. you didn't stop it? Not at all. No, I didn't stop it. In fact, I was completely okay with it and tried to run sideline for said individual. And so, <laughs> so what happened was it happened and it was like a public thing. Everyone was there and it was like you know fucking fireball. A half a shot of something was handed to. This this uh, persons will say, and my sister turned to me and was like, "Motherfucker, that's not happening, not on my fucking watch." And that's just the parents' right, you know what I mean? They can shut shit down if they decide to shut shit down, and that's so. What to what you're saying? You do have to respect the parents' wishes in that sense, but you can try. <laughs> I think there there are moments. There are moments I would like to have. So, like, you ever see the movie Chef? No. Okay. Well, there's a moment where uh, John Favreau and John Leguizamo spent like all day fixing up this food truck. Yeah. And John Favreau's young son is there helping out and all that stuff. So it feels like that moment where you think he's like, where a kid thinks he's amongst the men and the men are just like kicking back, having a beer, going like, fuck, we did it. Like, mission accomplished. It looks fucking good. I'm happy. And then... uh John Legozamo goes like, hey, you want a beer? And, like, he goes, what? Like, the kid's, like, I don't know, 9, 10, maybe? <laughs> maybe, it could be 12, 13. I don't yeah. fucking know ages anymore. But, like, uh, and he, the eyes wide open, and he goes, like, can I? And the dad goes, yeah, you can have a sip. And he has a sip, and he goes, that's disgusting. He goes, like, yeah, and you remember that when you start going to parties. <laughs> yeah. like, but it was, like, that that moment of just, like, fatherhood. I've had that moment for sure of, like, have a sip of my drink kind of thing. And it, it is, like, it's a rite of passage almost as, yeah. a, as a man or a child growing up. And you're just. I've, I've had that moment, too, like, when I was, like, a kid. And, like, I've like my dad let me out of, like, a sip of his beer to, like, learn a valuable lesson. And, like. My dad did, like, too. And it was so, like, 80s of them. And mine was not a drink. It was a puff off his cigar. Which is uh, really yeah. fucking bad. And yeah. I, I used to, apparently, when I was two, I'd be like, eh. Like, I'd want some, like, eh, please, eh. Like, my dad was, you know, no, no, no. And I wouldn't stop fucking bugging him. So he handed me his cigar, which he would never, ever fucking do in a million years now because he doesn't smoke and was so against it. But I took it. I took a puff like a two-year-old. <laughs> Didn't cough, handed it back to him, and never asked for it again. <laughs> yeah. That's that, a great that, story, hey. That's a good. That's a good listen. Like I, like, <laughs> I like the, I like the fact that it was something aggressive, like a cigar. Yeah, because that's yeah. aggressive. Oh yeah, you gotta like, remember. Like, too, I, had like a, I had a sip of beer. It's not like Thomas. You're four years old now. Have yeah. a shot of whiskey. No, no it's not that. <laughs> I remember later that night, like my dad gave him the rough. He was having like a small party with friends, and they were playing cards and. One of the guys at the table, I guess, owed my dad money. And I just remember him getting up, and he was like, you better pay me my motherfucking money. And he pulled his gun up off the table and was like, holding the fuck. Like, it was a crazy fucking night. But he got his money, and that's, like, what matters, right? And, uh, yeah, I remember that was the first time I saw my dad kill someone. And it was, 
It was fucking scary, but you just, you grew up quick. Oh, no, sorry, that's Menace to Society. Sorry, I was thinking of that movie, and I, I got confused with my own life. Um, anyways. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, Sean, relax. <laughs> also, that's sorry. plagiarism. That's a good movie, though, right? It's a, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, you know the scene I was joking about? I know exactly I what you mean. I painted that picture right. But, like, I also <laughs> figured your dad could have played cards with people. And so you started it off with, like, a real thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, what? And then, like, I don't know. You're from Alberta. Owning guns is a thing. And then also, what? And then, like, oh, like, this is a scene from Menace to Society. So, like, it was semi-believable until, like... I hate it when wires cross. It's fucking annoying with stories like that. Anyways, um... You must take credit for some amazing shit. Yes, remember when I saved the New York with four other... Five other superheroes? People ask me to go skating, and I'm like, honestly, after competitively figure skating for 12 years, I'm just not that interested in skating leisurely anymore. Like, when you take it for a serious passion and it's like a career, you don't understand, like, the pressures of society on figure... And I go on to this big fucking bullshit tangent, and they're like, just just stop, Sean. Just stop. We know that you don't fucking know how to skate properly. <laughs> My favorite thing is when I've done the thing. And then people don't believe me? That's my favorite. Yeah, when you've actually, like, legit participate in something and they just don't see that you could have been the guy to do that. Yeah, that is fun, for sure. Yeah. It's pretty fucking sweet. It's fun to paint um, pictures. Sean. Yes. Enough dilly-dallying. Picard started this week. I want to talk about it. Did you watch the first episode? I please watched for, the first episode. Please forgive me. Um, what? I, you even texted me and reminded me. I watched you, it. Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> I was. I was ready for a fight. I was uh, ready. I, I would have accepted whatever tongue lashing I received in that scenario. But Thomas, I texted you to watch it because then, like, Crystal was like, "Oh, can we watch it tomorrow night?" Like, I have to work tomorrow. I was like, "Baby, I will watch it without you." I am watching. It is premiere night. The fucking it is the TNG season. The last one. I am not. No, missing. But that's what it is. Like even everything's changed. The the like it's not Picard anymore. No. And that was the best part. They got rid of the dumb opening sequence that Picard used to have. Yeah. Like you gotta admit, like that's like the worst part of Picard is the opening sequence. I I, I liked it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not trying to be no, mean. I just. I did, I did like it, and it, it was just like, it, it t- like the sound of it when it started, it was stimulating, and I just, because I was so excited for Picard, there's like a, just a quick little side note, there's a, like, I've judged some discovery, you know, there's a, been a little bit, bit of it where I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh, it's a, not, not necessarily my product, 100% at times, still 85%, yes, but Picard, it's my juice, it's yeah, in yeah, my yeah. juice. TNG, I'm like, I will drink whatever you fucking give me. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to look at it as that I'm so lucky to get it. So as for the opening sequence, I never even thought that it might be bad. I never let myself even... I wasn't, like, critiquing it walking in. I was just like, I love it. Give it to me. That's how it was, whatever way it came to me. So I didn't... I never really judged it. I will next time. I Like, I'll watch an episode of the first two seasons back just to see... Really, if I how I feel about it, because I just yeah, but like what I, what I loved was that the opening music was just like not like the old theme song, but it was like that beginning. Yeah, it was like a touch of it, and you're just like, 
Yes, they yeah, know what they are. What like they like they know what they are. They know that they're the yep. final se- like the real final season we should have got of TNG. And then did you recognize like the credits music? Yes, of course. It was the score. The, open- the score from uh First Contact. Yeah. Which is so cool too. They just like keep growing the legacy of the show through it all. Um so, you know right off the hop we're like action. Holy fuck. You know, we so, see uh, that pressure. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about those those things that see Crusher. Is that because we see the alien that board the ship? Yeah, is that familiar to you? No, other. Okay, perfect. So we got something new going on. Like, yeah, it's it not, seems to be not a recycled anything. The only thing that I had a, like a thought of is that it could be Romulans. After getting into the storyline a little bit more, I was like, "Are those the guys from like?" Uh, Neymar, or I don't remember, sorry, not Neymar, I'm thinking of the future, but in the last season, or the last movie of TNG, they encountered some uh, Romulans that, Remus, is that what it was? Remans, Remans. Yeah, that's what I was like, maybe it's, but I didn't recognize the species ultimately. Well, like, it's like, like they were all covered up too, right? They kind of look like a bounty hunter from Star Wars, to be honest. Yeah, I could see that too. And there, we've also seen little glimpses of guys that, like, on Deep Space Nine comes to mind, like, Quark doing backyard dealings with people that are, like, a little mm-hmm. shade. Not necessarily the same race, but the same feel to it of, like, what's going on here, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, so, like, they're entirely covered. So, like, we don't even know what the enemy is. But I gotta say, like, so coming off this first episode, like,. How big was your smile from ear to ear? Like, the opening scene where we're dealing with Beverly Crusher, so you're just like, yes. Like, the the best doctor in all of Star Trek. Like, Crusher is my favorite. Like, I think she's better than Bones. She's better than the doctor. Yeah. Fair she's enough. Better. I don't know like, if she's, she's my... I think Bones is my favorite, but I love Crusher, too. And she was like, when I was a kid, I was fucking a child when this came out. Three years old or four years old when it started, and I started watching it with my dad. Like, she was the ultimate mother figure. You know what I mean? It just felt that way. Like, she was the loving, warming doctor that you'd want taking care of you because she's so caring about the people around her. Mm-hmm. That's the They aura. also made her, uh, like, a woman. But, like, oh, yes, yeah. she's a mom, but she's also a beautiful a fucking... woman. A beautiful woman, but, like, a badass, too. Like, when she has to take charge of, like... Like, she she, she can take charge of a starship, and she yeah. has, like, a leadership to her that, like, demand, like commands respect. 100%. Like, like, that is one of, like, one of the best-written female characters oh, in yeah. fiction. She I is a bad argue. bitch right from the get-go, like, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But, so, yeah, like, no, it's... And, like, seeing her age, too, is funny because Crystal doesn't... Hasn't... I mean, never made her watch TNG, all of it. And so I, I kept calling her the redhead, and it threw her off because then they talk later on in the episode about the red lady, and she was yeah. thinking like cross that in her head, like what does that have to do? With the I'm like, no, 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 I'm I'm sorry, I was just saying like I see Crusher as a redhead, even though her hair is gray now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna always think of her as. Well, she looks good. Oh I, yeah, I, she looks good. Like twenty something years afterwards. Yeah, longer. Yeah, even. More. Yeah. Yeah. No, are we pushing thirty years? Twenty five, I'd say. Because it was like ninety eight or ninety nine, wasn't it? When well, not, yeah, ninety nine. Last when, time we saw them in, I don't know when Insurrection Nemesis. came out. Nemesis, ne- 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 sorry. Nemesis yeah. was the last one. Yeah, two thousand one, even maybe. Really, I I, I want to say so because I feel like 
it was probably around then. I'll check it out right now. Two seconds, okay. sir. But even We're, then, just like seeing her as the opening scene, getting action right away, and then two thousand two, also two thousand two, twenty one years. Fuck. All right, crazy. Yeah. But like, uh, so just seeing that right away, great opening scene, and then she shifts it to Admiral Picard, and like the way she does, like obviously, like if anyone is going to help me, I know for a fact it's Picard. Like yeah. that, like that's like. That holds dear to uh, uh, to Star Trek. Like, it yeah, well, dear. it made sense, but what, like, threw me off, and it, it threw the whole storyline off, was, like, why the fuck did she have nothing to do with them for 20 years? That's, like, when they well, brought that up, we were, they cut, they just openly looked hurt, Picard and Riker talking about it. Why the fuck yeah. did she cut us off for 20 years? And it all then it makes me, and I'm sure you and every other, like, true fan from the day who knows the show like what the fuck could have happened and then now there's like these question marks of like why did she cut them all off and then we meet a new character let's not skip to the end end just yet no no I'm just saying like are we going full spoiling because we've already said a lot of shit I mean we're already into it like yeah we're we're talking about it we're fans fucking right you know who we are we're talking about it um yeah, so spoiler alert! Like this was like the opening three minutes that we talked about already. Yeah, now but, we're like, gonna spoiler. deep dive this shit like yeah. two deep divers. And like, <laughs> I love so like she does the coded like I want to talk to you about what you just said, but I want to get I want to get there. Uh, I love how she sends like trust no one, don't get the don't get the federation involved. involved. Like don't do that. Yeah, first person he goes to, Riker. Yeah, <laughs> still a part of Starfleet, but like. I like. I guess that's like. Who would you trust? Like, I know she said trust no one, and now because she says don't trust anyone, do you think we will see some form of backstabbing from one of our long favorite characters? Yeah, you never know, and that's like where loyalties lie, and things that happened twenty, thirty years ago that now happen today. How different of a person can you become in that amount of time? How much evolution can you have, good or negative? You never know. And that's like, why would she say trust no one instead of like, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and like, and then we so we see Riker and he gets there, and now he's he comes off a little bit like depressed, and he, you see him, and like when he finally talks to Picard, he says that like he's doing Deanna and his daughter, his daughter, right? Yeah. Uh, a favor by not being around. Like, what's going on with the fucking family Riker? Yeah, we Why, just what, saw them happy and, like, living life, and now that he's like, they need a break so, from me. Yeah, so, like, he's the captain of Titan, or was the captain of Titan, like, when we saw him, like, originally. Yeah. And then, like, so now he's a captain without a ship. So you think, like, <clears throat> if you're, like, a... Like, you, you live for the adventure. Like, Riker was born to be a captain. He, like... Like, he is, like, the man's man. Yeah. This is probably the first time in his life where he doesn't have purpose. Yeah, Like, for you sure. know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, like, not being a father or anything like that. No, his kid would be a little more grown up by now. And, you know, it, it is one of those things where, and especially with military men, like, I'm sure it relates to people who are from military families. When your father is away on missions all the time and then comes home, 
your your household dynamic is impacted in such an odd way like they're so happy but then there's like distance because of the time you were apart and because he doesn't know the routine that you guys have exactly and it's just any anytime you insert a new um a new person into a household you know whether they come and go it just when you come and go come and go come and go same is true with guys who work out of town you come and go you come and go you come and go and then all of a sudden you're home all the time then it's like you know everyone needs and like i don't mean to make this like bad for anyone who's in this situation in life but people get used to their routines and we're creatures of habit and so anytime there's any change even a positive change it can affect you in a hard way you know and that's could have been that's what i was trying to take away from what Riker said was just like yes that's where i went with it too is like now that I'm home all the time, I've kind of fucked their lives up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> they need a break from me. Which, hey, I could completely understand, like, being a human, you know? And that, and that's why I get being, like, so gung-ho to go on the adventure. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, and it's the same with older guys who retire and, in any job. Their wives are like, hey, fucking get a hobby. Get a hobby. <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what I took from it. But, yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Just seeing the camaraderie that you see in Riker and Picard, it's what every guy, like, bro-ship wishes that we get to. You know what is I mean? Is that a like, bro-ship or is that a mentor-mentee? A mentor-mentee, bro-ship, father-son, brothers. Like, it just had... It did not father-son as much, but, like, they love each other. You know, they yeah. would both... I would say sacrifice. more father-son than brothers. Would you... I would, I would, like, because he's the man that he would like to become, like, a version of... Older brothers are like that, too, though, right? I, well, I never not had that one, far so apart. What's that? I, I never had one, so I don't, I guess yeah, I'm speaking... For uh, me, I can say to, like, speak to it and say, like, you want to be your brother from the second that you understand what the difference is, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. two years old, he's four, five, six, it doesn't matter. You're like, I, that's me. I want to be him. Your dad influences you too, but you're always striving to be your brother, striving to pull yeah. towards that gravitational thing, right? And but. also, when you go through some shit, like that stuff sticks with you. And let's let's talk about this. So the great fucking plan of Rikers, he sneaks onto the Titan where the new captain is, who I fucking hate, and I hate that guy and everything. That guy is an amazing actor because. He makes me hate him and everything he's in because he's great at being an asshole. He's yeah. like that guy that's a, the EPA officer in uh, in uh, Ghostbusters. He's also in Die Hard. Yeah. He's an asshole in both ones. He's that guy. Yeah, he's, there's a lot of those guys. Plays the role like, perfectly. Oh, my God. Could he just get under his skin? Yeah. Power move where he invites him to supper where he's already eating. Fuck you, Picard. Yeah. Yo, you... <laughs> Show that man some respect. Oh, that yeah. Is Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. It was hard, and, like, I... But I also respect it, too. You know what I mean? Some of the different captaincies, like, you run your ship. You're the captain. You're the man. I don't like it. It's not how I would be or you would be or... But it also is just, like, another version of a different type of style of captaining. And, like, I hated that back in TNG when they... I can't remember the name of the episode specifically, but... No, but I know exactly. I was just about to bring this up. The episode Chain yeah. of Command where Riker leaves the ship and they have a new captain come on and everyone's like, I fucking hate that piece. But he ran a tight ship but and it's just the way that he did things, not the way we're used to, not the fucking captain yeah. we know or love, 
but he's still a respectable captain doing and like would you just let two fucking like Kirk and Spock show up or Kirk and Bones or fucking Riker and Picard or you hear the list goes on and on and show up and like hey we like you to deviate and you're like bitch I know you're trying to no, manipulate no, me so I like no, it too. I agree with that I agree with that sentiment yeah but like it's not like it's like a captain we've never heard of before like there's like because there's like no there's no more sports there's no who do you look up to in this era of Starfleet, right? Well, there's everything still, too. There's even more because it's all from different worlds, too. That's what I liked about it is it's like not everyone owes Picard. Starfleet's a big fucking place. He's like, yeah, yeah you're, but, you're a decorated admiral. There's a hundred decorated admirals. I don't yeah. owe you shit. And I didn't he, I didn't hate he, that because of it. Yeah, yeah. he's probably that one guy like, you know, have you been reading the logs from Star Trek, uh, from... The Enterprise was like, pfft, overrated. Yeah. Fuck him. He shouldn't be doing any of that shit. What do you mean? He's a captain. What's he doing on the away party? Yeah. It's the same thing with Kirk, too, right? People are like, yeah. he was a fucking loose cannon, and, like, I don't run my ship that way. And, like, there, you're always going to have that. So I didn't I, – I appreciated the, the storytelling by having someone not have to be like, yes, sir, Picard, immediately. Like, it was good in that sense, like – good obstacle too and like seven what the fuck like you're just gonna throw away your commission because you're a friend like i thought no, she was much more professional no, but i think i think she's just fucking unhappy where she is she hasn't found yeah. her place and we saw that like in early on in her life on voyager a couple times where she was like completely against janeway and like why she wouldn't work out in starfleet was permanent yeah. and so it's hard to say but anyways, yeah, no, it was... I love seeing Seven in a Starfleet uniform and Annika Hansen instead of Seven of Nine. Yeah, and then, like, to be, the, like, the audacity, like, she's been Seven longer she's been Annika. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? What's your official name? So, in Star... Like, clearly, in the way the world works now in the future is you can't just, like, wish to be called whatever you want. You get called by your name if they want to call you by your name, and you don't get to pick and choose what you are... Uh, how you're addressed which i thought was an interesting choice as well for them to throw that in there of being like no fuck you you are who you are your name is this legally that's what we're fucking calling you and i was like oh jesus and also like taking a shot at her by going your borg friend picard yeah like yo yeah they weren't even Borgs at the same time. But it was yes. a lot of hostility to us <laughs> the fans who love these characters. are like, yo, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yo, be nice to my captain. Yeah, how dare you? He's an old man, you son of a bitch. Like, I know I get where you're coming from, too. No, like, when I'm watching that, I go, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> and that, that means that him as an actor doing his fucking and, and job. And a good, well-written, too. Yeah, you know, very well-written. Gotta say. And, like, and, like... Like run your ship how you got to run your ship. That's one like I gotta get it. Like, like Picard was kind of like that a little bit, where he was a little bit tightly wound, but he was also he would he would listen. No to children his. on the bridge, and that changed real quick. Yeah, it's just funny these like hard ass, and it's so funny too. I don't know. I could just digress into so many other things, but we're trying to focus here on the first episode, and it's just yeah, there was a lot of facets to it, and I just. From start to finish, it was exciting. It was a quick episode, a quick hour show to watch because you're like, that's it? That's over? Yeah. Damn it. Flew by for me. Flew fucking by for me. Um, So uh, what's her name? Um, 
709's girlfriend, now maybe ex-girlfriend, I'm not 100% on that. Yeah. Uh, who she? Who do you think she's working for? Is this some, like, uh, Sector 13? Section 31. Section 31? I, is that going on? A little bit strange, because I didn't know what, like, is she kicked out of Starfleet? Is she working? Why is she, like... It was a weird storyline. I didn't understand any of it exactly what was going on. And, like, the way... I, it was a lot of question marks on her character. We know that, like, she was addicted to some drugs at some point, and she's had, like, a checkered past, and, like, did she relapse? Did, is that all part of it? It sure seemed like she relapsed, like she wasn't in a good place. She was that... She was killing it. Like, yeah. that whole scene, like, I was like... I fucking fell for her the whole time. I was like... No, I like her. Can't remember her name, but I yeah. fucking like her. I, what, what, like, and then you're like, what was the fall off? And then you're like, oh, like my 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 girlfriend left me, and I was just like, you just like, okay, okay. So you kind of fall off the the deep end a little bit here, and then like, then you just see her. No, she's just investigating shit. Yeah. Yo. Yes, please. So we're not like. There's so much more stuff going on. Like it's more than just like. Whatever. It brought up more questions than it gave answers, which is obvious for, like, a first episode of a season. That's what but, a perfect first episode does. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, the, the visuals that we saw, like, when she got to where the Red Lady was or whatever the celebration to do with Starfleet there, and, like, the city looked like it got transported into uh, the air and then dropped down on itself, kind of. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I love seeing the city landscapes in, like, all of the new Star Trek. It's something we just didn't have the technology to do back in the day. But I always, and like, you'd get certain scenes of different planets and stuff like that, but nothing like what we can have today. And I just mm-hmm. love those moments. Like, I almost want to pause it to get a still frame just to have a moment to be like, fuck, that city's cool. That landscape is so neat. And, like, how will it look in the future? Well, here's an example. Might. And it's, like, a great use of imagination. Like, how does fuck this yeah. planet do... Uh, do their uh, architecture and architecture yeah. yeah like it's amazing like for it's, sure it, and it's a great way of doing it like it's so much it's so much fun to see it's so three-dimensional too because of like cars can fly we have all this crazy technology like it's not layered and i've always loved that in science fiction shows like uh, fifth element when it's like yeah. you know a great scene where i love the fifth element oh we've ne- yeah we've never actually talked i watched it recently i saw it on netflix i was like fuck yes watching it just because it's so good but like i just love seeing city landscapes of the future because it's like yeah. who knows when it'll happen and how and where and fucking yeah. cool but anyways, yeah. yeah. So we don't know. There's a lot of question marks, obviously. There's two yeah. parallel big storylines running at the same time, clearly. And yeah. so it, obviously they're probably going to pull it all together at some point. It's just interesting to know how, when, why, where. Mm-hmm. How many long do we have to wait for the rest of the TNG characters to come up? Do you recognize that ship, by the way? It looked like the ship from the first Star Trek movie with Chris Pine. Like the the Romulan uh, ship from there. Yeah, the Rita ship, the ship that destroyed Romulus. Yeah. But that not that from uh, the last movie of TNG? I'm fucking drawing a blank. You just said it. Nemesis. Nemesis, thank you. Um, isn't in Nemesis when Romulus gets destroyed? Uh, no, because it's Romulus that gets destroyed in the first, like, the first Chris Pine Star Trek. But, no, but it wasn't it destroyed. 
I thought it was destroyed in fucking Nemesis, and then they reference it in. It goes back. I don't know. I'm confused. There was a connection between Nemesis and the first Chris Pine movie, was there not? And like, what happened with Romulus? Like the ship went. I think what happened is the ship from the ship from fucking Nemesis went back in time to change to try to change shit, and that's when it originally destroyed uh, the Enterprise. I'm pretty fucking sure that that was connected. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up right now, but I I'm like 80 percent sure that you're. Uh, connection nemesis between. Yeah, please do, because I'm like confused. I was confused by that. I was like, "Fuck, am I?" Because it made sense if it was from Nemesis too, because. And I thought Romulus was destroyed in Nemesis. That's why I'm like, isn't that? Tom's reading right now to the. Sorry, people. I just okay. So there's a. We needed to know this connection because it's fucking pretty important. To I don't. It. I don't think that there's a connection between the stuff between the two movies because if I remember the first Chris Pine movie correctly, that that ship that they have that they're on is a uh, labor ship. Like they like dig and they do stuff. Okay. Like. So they were, like, off-world, like, earning, like, laboring to come back at the moment where Romulus is destroyed. and It's so confusing to me. So the Calvin timeline is connected to Picard, not... No, it's not. They're not connected. But the ship does look like that ship. Okay. So I don't... So, like, again, we don't know, and it looks similar, but it could just be similar. So I just, I, I googled Nemesis movie destroyed Romulus. I wrote that. And it, uh, it says now, it just came up from Google. The 2009 film Star Trek depicted the Romulan homeworld Romulus being destroyed by a supernova in the year 2387. This yeah. film featured Romulans without the head ridges. The impact of Romulus destruction forms a plot theme in the series Star Trek Picard. Yeah. That's fucking All right. confusing. I was so very confusing. So is it fucking connected? How, what kind of Star Trek fans are we? Is this whole time? Is this the Calvin timeline? Now I'm fucking confused. No, anyway. but, see, that's the, but that's the thing when you fuck with timelines. You can do anything you want. Yeah, and it is also a fantasy show, so I guess good good for them. Do tell us whatever the fuck you want to tell us. Mm-hmm. But now I'm confused. So, I'm going to have to do more research on that. Yeah. Well, By research, we'll figure, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Like I am 100% sure that once we get to the finale of... Picard, it'll be tied up in a nice little bow for us. I think we'll so. find out what happened between Worf and Deanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, because for years I've been dying to know. They don't talk about it in the movies. They don't talk about it in the shows. They just don't talk about it. And I want to know. When we left TNG, they were together, and all of a sudden we have DS9 and Worf's a single man and he just fucks. Yeah, 100%. You're not wrong. I'd like to know what happened there exactly as well. Um, okay, so now may I talk about what I was going to talk about earlier? Yes, I think we're there now. There. So uh, uh, it's yes, been 20 years since they've spoken to Miss Crusha, and now Miss Crusha has a son. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So in With an English accent. Who looks a little regal in certain ways like a certain captain we once knew. And I like, don't... Mm-hmm. I don't um, think it's his. No? 
you don't think I don't so? think it's his. I don't think it is. I, I think... I would love it if it was his. But here... If, he has a legacy. If he, I, I get it. I like, told you a legacy early in the episode, end of the yeah. episode. Is that a legacy? See, I don't want it to be his son in the sense that him having an English accent is dumb then. <laughs> if he never met his dad, <laughs> fuck you. And he has an English accent? Yeah. Like, that's stupid. No, and like, okay, let me add to the storyline in a sense here. How many times in your life have you known someone who then met a significant other and completely fucking disappeared from your life? I need you to rephrase that so it makes a little bit more sense to me. Have you ever had a friend that was your friend and then they got with someone and you never saw them again? Oh, uh, yes. So that's what I'm saying here, is that okay. that could explain the 20-year gap of why she just fucked off from everyone's life, because she met someone who ran away with them and just was like, I don't have time for anyone else, which happens all the fucking time. So you never know, like... That, that that's could... what I think happened. Yeah. I think she got... Uh... She, to get over Picard, she got under somebody else, and that somebody else turned out to be the next love of her life, and boom. Child is born. 20 years later, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. But I'll also say this. There's no fucking way that that guy's 20. Oh, 100%. There's no way that the guy's 20. Just saying. So there might be some kind of, like, time travel thing here where when she... Or... Okay. Hear me out, Sean. Yes. So you know that one season where Beverly Crusher isn't in it? Yes. So here we have this 30-something, pushing 40-year-old man that claims to be her son. She probably had a... She was away, gave birth to a baby, and just, like, kept it secret for years. Yeah, you could... You never know, right? Like, I never things have happened. Right? Like a mother leaving her other child on another starship to go on adventures? Pretty much. She just drops that. Oh, wait. Also, Beverly Crusher. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I could see it as well. Or even more so, this is another little tidbit possibility. It's Jack's son, but they gave it up for adoption because they both wanted to focus on their careers. Jack was Jack Crusher. So yeah, her, and, her and Jack were younger. It was They were just about to sign up for Starfleet. They got pregnant. They realized they couldn't fucking have a kid and maintain their career, so they gave it up for adoption. He got killed in the line of duty. I like, don't, I don't he think got he's raised in his by 50s. his parents, Jack's parents. Like, it's still I don't think he's. I don't think he's in his 40s. No, he's not in his like, 40s. He's like 25, maybe. No, 20s. but like, no, no, exactly. So, like, Probably he would have to Wesley. Be. Yeah. You, just saying, be, you never fucking know. He would. He has to be after Wesley, is what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. I don't know, it's really fucked up, and I'm curious about everything. Like, yeah. you're like, Beverly's got another son. Like, and, like, the Picard thing, because we saw a future timeline in the last episode where him and her were married at one point, then got divorced, and, like, obviously that never happened in reality in the timeline. Well, the version of it happened. Yeah. Like he goes like they tried to be. Now, did they try to be lovers as in those almost moments on the Enterprise? Yeah. Or did like did they actually give it the fucking college try and then they couldn't Crystal get asked me if they were ever together and I was like, Not really, but kind of, but no, yes, but no. She That's was why like, I like that mean I was like there was always sexual tension between them right from the get go. Like yeah. it was clear, but it was also because he was best friends with her husband. So mm-hmm. 
you're gonna have and, like and also blames himself for his death. Yeah, it seemed like that always. They never really exactly said what happened. Then he was killed in the line of duty, but not who killed him, how how he got killed, right? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't. Maybe there was a throwaway at some point, but I don't know. No. Yeah, it was fucking awesome though, and like. I don't want it to end every time an episode comes out. I'm going to be like, oh, I need the next episode, but I don't want to rush it. So I'm okay with it coming out once a week. I'm glad that they didn't just drop it because I would have finished the whole fucking season already. I like that they're only giving me one a week and there's going to be a break and then I'll have to wait and then I'll get more. Like, I'm glad of that in a way, as sick as that sounds, because I just don't want it to something end. I look forward to every Thursday, man. Yeah, exactly. It's it, But it's great. Um... Is there more to talk about with this episode? Like, do you have... Give me your theory. So, we, we watched the first episode. Based on what we saw, what do you think... Where do you think we're headed? Where do you... What direction I think we're going to see... Out? I will give you three things. I'm going to make up the other two as I go. One, because okay. I only have one. One is that we're going to see some corrupt admirals involved in some kind of way. Because I have to get it. <laughs> That's a Garen fucking T. There's some corrupt fucking Starfleet Admiral because we always see those. That's always the fucking guy. Oh, uh, real quick, I wanted, just, I wanted to know if you saw this uh, background character on the Titan. There is a changeling in Starfleet. Really? I did not notice that. Blink and you miss it. But if you see when they do the cap- uh, Admiral on deck and also Captain and everyone stands up. Yep. There's someone that looks exactly like fucking Odo on the deck, on the bridge of the Titan. Interesting. Oh, so cool that we got to see LaForge's daughter on the bridge, and yeah. she's, like, standing like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah, that whole like, scene, too. Like, remember me, remember me. Remember yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact, like, just the, the way that it's, like, a loosey-goosey bit of writing, because, like, TNG was so formal, and we're seeing these moments where, like, fucking Will's, like, Straight up calling him out on his shit. Like, it's just fucking funny. Like, I, I like... Yeah, yeah. Good save, Admiral. Yeah, exactly. You knew what I was talking about there, yeah. Anyways, um... It's so fucking exciting. So, there's gonna be corrupt admirals involved in all yeah. this shit. So that's why she said, don't trust Starfleet, obviously. We've seen a lot of yeah. corrupt admirals. I feel like it's just a safe guess. It's the one thing I know for sure, that there, there's, there's gonna be an admiral who is, in fact, corrupt. Do you think I, it would be a familiar admiral? Possible. Possible could be a completely new admiral like, who, at first, we might be like, "I like that guy," and then we're going to be like, "Ooh, I don't like that son of a bitch." We'll see. Do you think the opposite will happen for the captain of the Titan? I can't even remember his name. Do I think what? Sorry, the opposite. So you know how like, so you just said like, "Ah, oh, I like that guy." It turns out to be a dickhead, and like, so we get dickhead the turns the Titan. out to be a good guy. Yeah, possible. Yeah, that's possible. You never know. I think that hopefully we just don't see him again. <laughs> that would be ideal. ideal. Um, so prediction number two, I think they're going to kill Jordy. Oh, shit. You think we're going to lose a main character? 100%. I think it's... I'm going to name Jordy. So I, I actually saw a tweet or a poster on one of the Star Trek sites about a guy who um, just watched... 
the final production and watched the entire season and said, like, it's fucking incredible. And, like, there was a post, I think, on Facebook. And I commented on it. It was really good, but I'm super sad that they killed Jordy like that. I felt like his character deserved more. And then I did it just to troll Facebook, or Star Trek fans. I love them, but I'm one of them, too. And it's just funny how serious they take this shit. And so I had, like, a shitload of people commenting back, they didn't, you didn't even watch it, there's no way, like, you don't know what you're talking about, and, like, people just, like, fucking hating on me because I made that comment. And so I'm going to stick to that stupid fan theory of my own. They're going to okay. kill Jordy. And especially since we saw his daughter and stuff, like... I mean, I get it, you get the next generation there, which, pun intended, but, like, um... So I see what you mean, like, if you were to kill off a character, he's the one, I guess, because there's lineage. Could be. And um, final number three. Um, who this is going to be. A, I don't know. I don't know how I want to phrase this exactly, but I want... I know that Moriarty's going to be involved in the season at some point. And I forgot about that until just now. Like yeah. I remember seeing the trailer and he shows up, but that's I right. forgot about it. Yeah, so I'm like, right. there's going to be some kind of, like, that program was out there somewhere. We don't know how, but there's, like, what's going on with these bad guys and Beverly being like, fucking trust no one because she doesn't know what computer programs he's intertwined with and where through Starfleet. There's some kind of corruption in the system that he is, like, purportedly in, like, the reason, the cause of. And he is the direct going to be, like, a guy that's out there causing big fucking problems based on this alien race. Maybe he's the guy who's, like, educating this race or something. I don't know. I I like that prediction a lot, man. That is a a nice little... I like that storyline. It's very, like, uh, Star Trek fanfic, but, like, the well-written kind, not just a bunch of characters fucking each other. Pretty much. (laughs) No, that's um, and that's just like I'm very curious to see how it all unfolds because there's something. So I think we're gonna see Picard die. Yeah, that's reasonable. I could see I that. I think he's gonna go in a blaze of glory, and I think it's gonna like it's. I think that's what it's gonna be. I don't want that kid to. I don't want that English dude to be his son. I, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does because if you said the whole legacy thing, like you're not gonna. I don't, I'm not the kind of man that needs a legacy. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, here you have one. Yeah. Um, so, like, but that's, like, common writing, and I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping for this is just, I don't want it to be predictable, but I do think if there was going to be a predictable trope, I think Picard's going to go out in a fucking blaze of glory and do what he can for the crew that he fucking loves. Yeah, so. that'd be sweet. One thing I would love to see as well a choreographed fight scene with Picard kicking someone's ass. Because it'd be just awesome to see, like, an older guy... Because, you know, the older guys don't get enough credit, especially someone in his 80s. He has a lifetime of experience, and I would just love to see him pull some, like, ninja shit out. Probably, fuck someone fight, fight smart, not hard. Like, Miyagi versus that karate instructor at the end of Karate Kid Part... At the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2. You know it. That's yeah. how I feel. Like, I'd like to see him just surprise everyone and be like... He'll be sore for three weeks in reality, but the fans will have warmth in their hearts forever. <laughs> Best block, no be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. I, I usually don't speculate too much on what's to come just because I don't, I like, I don't like spoilers. I don't like, um, like. No, but this isn't spoilers, but this is just like. Fun. 
it, it is like like yeah, where do you I think agree. they will go with this? Like, and it's not like we're not seeing TNG the way we used to watch it, where it was just like, and it's not going to be episodic. This is a long linear story with characters yeah. that we've loved since our childhood, and we know and it's our last fair, our last hurrah with yeah. these characters too, and, which is and, fucked. And if it's awesome, if it's awesome, I guarantee you we get Worf, like the show Worf. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, why wouldn't it be? Like, why, yeah. why wouldn't it, like, if he, like, if there's stories to tell about him, like, why did, like, like if it's cool to see the moment where he gave up uh, the violence and chose pacifism, like, that's a fucking cool story to tell you can tell in a story. A, a I would series. love it if uh, he, like, has a commission, he's a captain, he goes back to Starfleet and Seven's his first officer. Just give us that show. That would be fucking dope too. I didn't even that that is some fucking nice outside of the box thinking, Sean. Well Thank done. You. You're killing it today. I would just You're love so- I'd love to see that interaction and like that storyline and ooh, it would be good. That that would be a great interaction. Like that that's two characters I would like to see cross paths. Yeah, for sure. I would like to see is it Niels um the chef on Voyager. The chef on Oh, Neelix. Neelix, thanks. I would like to see Neelix uh, uh, talk to Data. I think that would just make... But I know it will never happen. But, yeah. like, that's my... Like, if I could have any crossover, I would like to see that pain-in-the-ass conversation. <laughs> that would be funny back in the day. Just hearing him ask questions of Data, right? Data yeah, answering and, da- and Data being unable to be annoyed. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. I would, I would... I could watch that for, like... That just be the entire episode. That'd be good. Do you remember the um, hairdresser? Yes, Mott. Yeah, watching him and Neelix throw down two would be very entertaining, I imagine. Just, I, like, I, nonstop. I think it's fucked up that I remember the hairdresser's name being Mott, and I can't remember the captain that I just saw, like, hours Yeah, it's ago a pretty unique. Days. It's because your short-term memory is damaged, but your long-term is intact. <laughs> That's what we just established. <laughs> so about also, ten years from now, you're going to be like, Captain blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Probably. I live for those moments. Have you ever like? I fucking know this. My brain's gonna fucking get there in a second. Nobody Google this. I'm going to get there. Pretty much. Pretty much. It, it does. Periodically, I do get there, but then like, it's like hours later. But I go, I fucking did it. <laughs> I want to do a, like a change of directions now that I feel like you've covered everything with Picard you wanted to cover. Uh yeah, I'm good. Just a quick uh, healing fucking. Little shout out, Josh's wife, uh, Thursday, Wednesday night, got out of her truck after she got home from work, and the second she put her foot down, she slipped, and her knee bent the way it was supposed to, but in such a dramatic, quick fashion that she completely blew her patella tendon, and it blew up. Like, it, her kneecap shot, like, six inches above where it's supposed to be, because it was a complete knee tear. Like, I had, like, she had emergency surgery Thursday morning on it at the Miz here, and uh, is in for, like, a long recovery time, because it's a very fucking serious, like, injury. Jesus Christ. Yeah, in such a freak accident, just drove home, got out of the truck, and fucking, bam, you're fucked up for six weeks, maybe longer. I know a buddy that got, just stepped off the tractor at, like, the that's what we call the those vehicles that we drive around at the airport. Yeah. Stepped off a tractor, just stepped off, broke his foot. Yeah, 
these things happen, and I, yeah, just thinking about, like, hope you heal quick, Laura. Sorry to hear. Josh, sorry that that shit happened, bro. That sucks. I know he's, he listens every single week on his way to work, so I don't know. He'll probably tell Laura we did a shout-out, but. Time to step up, Josh. Feel better, Laura. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It sucks. Fuck, man. Like, these injuries, your knees suck. Did you catch the game uh, last Saturday, Edmonton-Ottawa? No. So I this is a play. Montreal, uh, Montreal, Edmonton, though. Yeah, nice. That was a good game. Anyways, um, fucking against Ottawa. One of it was a play in front of the net, and this happens all too often. One of the other team's players cross-checked Hyman, bodied him into his own goalie, and the goalie tore both MCLs. Was, like, stretchered off the fucking ice. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, it just sucks. Like, there needs to be a penalty for pushing players into your own goalie. And it's just this thing we've seen over and over and over again where guys get fucking hurt. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, and it sucked. Like, Hyman was like, I didn't even want to fucking play the rest of the game because I felt like shit that I hurt this fucking guy. And it's like, you didn't hurt the guy. You got pushed into him. But it's still, like, it just creates this thing of, like, why is that okay? Why are you doing that? But also how, like, simple, like, an injury like that can happen. Yeah. And, like, the guy's career could be fucked because of it. Like, knee injuries are serious. Like, especially for a goaltender, it takes a year at least for one. And then, like, maybe you'll be okay. Now both, like, what the fuck? That guy's career's fucked because you wanted to push a player, clear the net, but you pushed him into your own fucking goalie. It just seems crazy to me that this keeps happening, like, shit like that happens, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, when we're talking about, like, how simple an injury can happen, I have, the, the, this really happened, and it's a wrestling story, but I think it'll entertain you to no end. Great question, and then we'll continue. Were you even listening to what I said, or were you waiting to I, tell your story? Uh... I, it was 50-50. Okay, carry on. I'm not judging. <laughs> I do it all the time. It, it was 50-50. <laughs> you triggered something in my memory, and I go, I want to tell you yeah, about this. I totally and, get and, then, that. and then I did listen. If it's a good tidbit to add, I'd love to hear it. So, in like, in the two thousand, in the late middle of like, like probably like 08, 09 or something, they have a, every January there's an event called the Royal Rumble. The, yeah. The, the point I've of the Royal of Rumble, yeah, it's just to throw, there's tw- 30 guys and you have to throw everyone else over the top rope, and if you both feet touch the bottom, uh, touch the floor, you're eliminated. Right. Because, like they they specifically say both feet have to touch the floor, so it creates like exciting ways of saving yourself for like story purposes and all that stuff. Of course. But but one year it came down to the final two of Batista, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy versus John Cena, who's Peacemaker, okay. and they had an incident where it was supposed to be one of them was supposed to be the clear winner, but they both went over the rope and they both landed at the exact same time. So, like, it it, it kind of, like, ruined, like, the outcome of what was supposed to happen. And no one knew what they wanted to do because both referees are like, uh, this guy, and then the other referee was like, no, like, clearly his feet, like, they were both, like, so, like, Vince McMahon has to, like, save his show. So he has, like, sees the boss, his music hits, he comes down to the ramp. Because, like, this is all being improvised. But the moment he walks into the ring, and you can watch this happen on YouTube, he falls. And it turns out that he tore both his quads at this time. Yeah. So what makes this hilarious is that you're trying to be an authority figure, trying to... But he can't get up. 
So he looks like a child sitting on the ground, bossing people around to try and fix this shit. Right. It's fucking hilarious. Like, if you saw it and you knew what happened, it's just visually hilarious. But the point of telling you this was just, like, all he did wrong was step into the ring. Right. One thing I'd like to... I don't know how to say this, but I wanted to, like, say it tenderly. You know that wrestling is scripted and it's all fake fucking bullshit, right? Did that yes. never happen? Like, it was just a story being told. No, so it's a good no, story, no, no. I'm sure. It's funny, a funny no, story. No, no, no. This it's actually happened. Thomas. No, you're, you're being an idiot. They like, touched not, me at the same you, time, and the refs didn't know what to do, so they sent no, the no, guy, no. and then the guy... Tom, can you listen to what I'm saying? I know, I hear you, but it, it's the like, story, wanted no, this, you to think that. Ah, oh, stop being difficult for one fucking second. Okay. I told you that the storyline was supposed to be this. Though it was a deciding winner. You're so cute. <laughs> but an accident happened. Right. Which ruined the deciding who the person was supposed to win, which was I think was supposed to be Batista. Gotcha. I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> I'm actually mad. I'm just, I'm pretty sure that it's all like, if you really look it up and do the, I thought like if you were looking at it from a wrestling fan's but, point of view. No, but like, I was looking at it as a inside baseball research that I have actually seen. Okay. I'll take your word for it. If it really happened, I'll, I will. I will take Thomas's word for it. I'm just simply pointing out the fact that like. I'm, I'm mad now. If now it's I'm mad too now. real to believe and it's on something that's like heavily scripted it's probably just the way things were supposed to happen i'm legit pissed. the only thing that i thought i wasn't trying to upset you we've been so yeah. nice this whole episode to each I'm other legit mad i'm legit because just, like i was sharing something i know and i, I feel was, bad too but i was like i just gotta protect my cousin because it's like no it's yeah. like i'm the young and the restless this guy got into no, our accident no, he wasn't right supposed now. to he was supposed to attend the wedding but he, like, legit got into a car. Like, that's what I heard. Okay. You see this screen right now? You see my screen? I see like you sharing. <laughs> yeah. I, okay? We're going to watch this but together. Like, can you look at any, no. all of the wrestling, like, scenes? No, like, I know. No, but, like, I think it's this. Okay? Just watch. Okay? So he comes out, old pissed. This is, and then, like, there is no reason for this, but he does this, and then, like, look. Like, there's no reason for this at all. And, like, the, all I'm saying is that it was a dumb thing that happened yeah. that caused his injury. I remember that is all. years ago, oh, I... You, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not letting you speak now. You you're, have to hear me. No, no, go no, fuck no, yourself, no, I'm not going to hurt you. my feelings. No, 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 I'm not going to hurt you, I'm going to try to love you. I watched the show Storage Wars and I loved it. And I thought it was real. And I thought everything that I saw was like they were buying these storage units and like they found this cool shit in it. It wasn't real. It was just scripted. No, this was. That looks so fucking meant to have happened. Like really think, like really step back. I understand you saw it like years ago when you were younger and stuff like that. But really think about it from like a logical adult standpoint of like reality. That was looked a hundred percent scripted in the outrage of the wrestlers, and like it's the scene that you're a fucking from. idiot right now. You're so fucking dumb to me right now. <laughs> you were the dumbest person that ever lived because I have already acknowledged the fact that wrestling is fake. Right, but this was so just a hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. Allow me to allow me to paint you a different fucking picture. I'm listening. <laughs> All right. You're an audience member in a fucking play at a play. You're telling me that in the moment of a play, nothing can go awry where you have to improvise. Things can go wrong. Yes, I 100. That's what I'm fucking talking about, asshole. <laughs> I'll take you for it that that happened and it Don't went wrong. gigantically fuck yourself right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to protect you because that's what I saw. And no, I, just, you, I wasn't trying to I, say You I, saw I, what you wanted to see because yeah. I gave you that's a second That's what they designed before. it to be like, right? No, it wasn't because they never brought it up again. Hmm. And free gases do happen. I'll give you that. Free gases yes. do happen even on fake shit and, like, not, like scripted Oh, things. my God. But I'm just saying, yes. like... They're human beings capable of making mistakes is I what I'm saying. I saw some wrestling when I was younger. It was, like, blunders happen where it's, like, he went for the strike and he missed and then the other guy hit him in the back and you're, like, oh, yes. I agree that The Undertaker wasn't really buried alive six times. <laughs> I'm on board with this shit. Fair. What I will say is that this is a thing. He really did where get injured. Yes, this is a thing where someone really did get injured. And this is also a type of art form where people really can get hurt. Can you yeah. at least give me that? I will give you that. It is dangerous. You dick. <laughs> I am so upset with you. I just, we were having, I we were having a nice else? thing. You could have just accepted the fact that I did like research. But no, Sean had to be like, yes, man, I lived through the 90s. I saw the movie Ready to Rumble. We all know wrestling's fake. It's yeah. not a fucking secret. Wrestling is more in common with Game of Thrones than it does with actual fucking wrestling. I'm just really worried that they still had you. I had to, for your best interest, I had to try to protect my young cousin and say, look, you know, I... You know what hurts the most is that you think that I thought that. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't know. You, no, it, that's what hurts the most. And like, that's, even that's that what hurts. Scene, it's that hard. is so disrespectful. <laughs> if you really think about it, you condescending prick. I'm just trying to protect you. I, that's all. Yeah, yeah, protect me from what? You from are so narrow. You are so narrow-minded when it comes to wrestling <laughs> that you already made your decision before I even finished my story. It's possible. Yes, I was listening. I was, I was, and I did listen to your story too. I yes. just. From a critical thinking mind. Not, was, not even critical. It was no, very critical. No, it wasn't. Had to it is, it came from the standpoint of a guy who already hates wrestling. Did you, like, do you know, like, was he out for a long time? Was there, like, a document? Yeah, he had, like, he had to have recovering from this. Yes, there was. But Vince McMahon, like, there is. So because Vince McMahon is, like, a showrunner, essentially. Yeah. Like, like. Like, yes, there's a character that is Mr. McMahon that comes out and, like, you're fired and all this stuff. But yeah. there is the wrestling promoter that is Vince McMahon. So what his job really entails is approving storylines and producing the show and making sure everything goes according to plan. The Royal, the Royal Rumble is a very choreographed event that 30 people need to be a part of. And this is, like, their... There's like four big events a year. Three now, I'd say. Yeah. This is their second biggest event of the year. Because it also leads up to WrestleMania, which is even something that I know you've heard of because it's in the Oh, yeah, seconds. I've heard of it for sure. Yeah. So this is like what... So as a producer... Stop giving me that condescending look. I see your face right I'm now. I'm smiling you said, because... Like, our, 
I'm trying to explain this to the hard one. Some... This is a really fucking hard one. Because, like, even what you showed me in the video, it fucking looked 100% scripted. And they, like, maybe he needed a vacation, so they wrote this story. Like, him running down, it's like, it wasn't supposed to happen, and, like, wrestling fans would no, believe that. Just... No, but, the... hold on. But it's not like the storyline says, this wasn't supposed to happen. Right. The storyline says, two guys, went, they just went with it. Two guys went over the rope, they were tied, they didn't know what to do. That's what the, they, they just yeah. go with what happens. So, it's like, interesting improv- to know that it's not like, yeah. they didn't in know it Im- going to win. Yeah, so in good improvisation, they go, yes and. I didn't know that they did that much, like, that there was improv moments in wrestling. I thought that it was like, 100% scripted. And a, a ton. A, a ton, actually. There are t- moments where like, People genuinely get hurt, and then they have to change shit up in the midst of it. All of wrestling is actually, if you're a good professional wrestler, matches are called in the ring. Like, they'll just whisper to each other, do this, do that, counter this. Right. And then they just do it. And then that's how most matches happen. Now, I'm a fan of this shit. I listen to podcasts on it. I listen to a lot of inside baseball on it. Just like I am a fan of... Marvel, I listen to a lot of Marvel podcasts and I like Inside Baseball of how they make those magnificent movies. I view these two things in the same thing. I'm not listening to, like, I don't, there's a reason why wrestling isn't on TSN. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, no one's showing highlights of WrestleMania on Sportsnet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will agree with you on that. Right. But I also know that. Okay. Fuck you in your face. I'm this is an audio podcast. I've never listening. felt so fucking dumb on a thing I know so much about. <laughs> I'm just listening. And I'm being like, a good listener. I'm no, looking you, you, you in the eyes <laughs> with a smile because this is no. fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, like, I'm actually kind of pissed because you're talking to me. Like You're looking at me like... This is the, you are the dumbest boy no, in school No, I'm not right looking now. at you like you're dumb. I'm just looking at you like, I didn't know. I learned something new every fucking day. Apparently it's fucking improv and it's not as scripted as what the world believed. They, what, what, it, what is scripted is the winners, the storyline. Right. Like, all of that stuff is, like, this, we have a plan. So from no- November to whatever month that we're going to have this storyline for, yeah. this is going to be all the results. How we tell this story... It's entirely up to you. Interesting. That's where. That's why you see these amazing performances out of wrestlers when they go to acting. It's because they've been doing it for years. Better than because they do it based on reactions. Yeah, makes sense. So they have to, in a moment... So it's live? They, yeah. Okay, just curious. I didn't know that all, either. All the, all the events are live. Like, filmed live as well. Right. Like, like, like pay per view or like even if you watch Monday Night Raw, it is done live. Okay, SmackDown, SmackDown. I don't know anymore. I know it used to be that was the one show that they did taped, but Monday Night Raw is always live. It is it fucked is, up when you see like so, an awards show and someone misses the stairs and falls off or some shit yes. like that. You're just like, Jesus Christ! Like it didn't go the way it was supposed to go necessarily, and then people react in the situation, like Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. It's like people just react and they're like, uh, in the heat of the moment, this is kind of live, so we have to like 
fucking roll with this and figure out what to do from here. Like, it is crazy when you see those moments in sports. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't back around. Forever. It was really took funny. Forever to, you have to admit took you that's forever. a fucking hilarious uh, bit. Uh, yes, I do. You but being also, like, I, I saw this wrestling match that hey, you wouldn't believe what happened. I and even, I'm like, um... No, 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 one no. Would believe but that's that not because it's not supposed to because it's like fake. And but fake. I even told you before I told you the story that this is a wrestling thing. However, <laughs> this is like inside baseball shit. So like yeah. I even gave you the answer. I even Tarantinoed this shit. But I had to protect you just in case. I yeah, had you're to, not protecting I had me. You are babying me and making me go, "Hey, you big <laughs> dumb idiot! You know wrestling's fake." Nah, man. And I also, I also know puppets aren't real. It's a fucking dude with a fucking hand. Hey, they're real in our hearts. Yeah. Oh, don't you fucking start with me. I don't so, like so, shit-talking Muppets, all right, pal? <laughs> You're afraid of Muppets. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them, but if I was alone at night and three of them came around the corner, there's no way one person could have their hands up all three of their asses. No, it would be three people with hands up their asses. Yeah, or I'm going to flip the fuck out because there's no way they could line them up like that. I'd be pretty fucking scared. So I, I'm not scared of Muppets, but I'm cautious of them at night in settings uh, where they couldn't nearly be Muppeted. Like, were you scarred for life by your siblings with a Kermit the Frog? Yeah, not, like, scarred for life. I still have the Kermit, so... But, um, yeah. And that's a cool fucking toy. It's a cool vintage-ass toy. I'm happy that I held on to Kermit the Frog, Alf, and Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. They're, like, plush Bigfoot. That shit's cool to have. Did you just call Alf, Elf? Alf. Yeah. With an A. Yeah. Alf. Yeah. Yeah, I call him Alf. You call him Elf, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Well, I have a recording of it. We'll find out. This is true. <laughs> Tune in this week to Two Sides of the Story. We just, had, we, just, we just came off a podcast where you and I were just giving it to each other. <laughs> All fucking, for an hour. That was an really hour. funny, though. I listened back to it and was like, that was fucking funny. Like, it was funny. I, I also, like, didn't edit it. I know, you all. fuck. I listened to it. I was like, you can hear me going to get a coffee and stirring. Like, when I get up, when you get up, I talk. Fucking talk yeah. next time, dead air. Jesus Christ. No, no I was going to edit that bit out, but then I got distracted and ran <laughs> out of time, and I forgot to edit that bit out. Yeah. So I just put it out because I was playing Beat the Clock. Like, it was, I woke up Monday morning at, like, 4.30 in the morning to put that out because I forgot to. <laughs> it was probably pretty heated, too, and you're like, that son of a bitch, I don't want I to did. I like I started listening to it and I just started the the turn and went like I can't even listen to this. Did you read the description I wrote of it? Yeah, this? it was pretty funny as well. But yeah. honestly, it's one of our best looking. Like I laughed out loud of quite a few times. It was fucking funny. And I'm just saying like it, that sometimes is our best product. I get why people say it sometimes because yeah. it's just terrible. We're just terrible. Well, like when people hear us, I, when I go off on you for just not even listening. <laughs> And, like, I get, I like to dumb myself down, too, once we get into the thick of it. Then I'm just, like, f- fucking all over the place, which is fun, too. And we're hilarious. We're comedians in our own right in certain ways. And we know how to push each other's buttons sometimes. And, like... Only family can do this. Oh, like, yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> and, it, like, it, it, like, like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, I knew before I got into it. Like, I know what wrestling is. 
Come on. You think that there's a guy that's actually called the Ultimate Warrior from Park? I was worried about you. And, like, really look at that scene. And, like, I'm sure, like, the injuries happened and it could have actually happened. Yes, but... Or... Do me a favor. You can do some... You can do some independent fucking Googling of yourself. And then find out... You can go down this rabbit hole. Because if you can do anything... You love a good conspiracy. So was it fucking drama or was it a fucking freak action? Is there a conspiracy though? Because if there is, then it's definitely fake. No, there is no conspiracy. Okay. You're, you created one okay. in this conversation. Fair enough. I was trying to say that Vince McMahon wasn't seen on TV for a little while. I thought that, you were confirming. He, Matt, no. people need vacations. I don't know. I just don't know what no. to believe. Does he walk with a cane afterwards if he did tear both those muscles for a long time? Like two years even? I, I don't know. I'm just curious. just curious. I don't, but I, but if surgery's done properly and you're seen on television, you, yeah. Like you wouldn't, he, I, it's probably not, but I don't think that he would be put on television unless he had to be on TV for what, like, again, a simple, like, instance like this where, like, the fucking boss has to make a fucking decision. Yeah. Like, like that. So what I'm saying is there was an incident. Where both men accidentally both fell out all over the top rope. That was the accident. Right. The thing was, I think John Cena was supposed to lose. Yeah. Lisa was supposed to win. That was supposed to happen. Now. So, that being, quick question. That being, just to sum up, just to sum up real quick. Yeah. Fuck you. I need a follow-up question, though, first, <laughs> before you sum up. Um, so the referees wouldn't have seen the script. They wouldn't have known who was supposed to have landed first. No. So they what were they just did in the dark. Uh sometimes they are. Okay. Like for the for the sake of like so there are there's certain information referees know. Right. So so for the sake of the Royal Rumble, I don't think they know who the winner is. Okay. For the That's why they it, couldn't to, just call it there and they exactly. have to like improvise. So because it's a lot easier to get a reaction out of people when they don't know what's supposed to happen. Okay, and that's what they're going for is uh, yeah. genuine, so, genuineness. Yeah. So genuine. There are, yeah. So, but there are moments in a match where the referee does know uh, what's happening, and also they have a earpiece, which you can see on every referee. It's clear as day, like it's yeah. a wire and everything. They have an earpiece where the producers of the match will make calls during the match to say, hey, make sure they do this, or right. tell someone to do that, or and referees give messages to people. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, the, what did you the, think of the Super Bowl? Um, Good game? Bad game? It was a great game until the very end. Yeah, you didn't like the call? There was a controversial call? No, no, no. I, no, I thought the referees did a great job. Okay. Uh, by the way, saw the subject change. But, um... I think the the I thought the refereeing was fine. Yeah. What I didn't like was the the I get wanting to win and doing what you have to do to win. Yeah. And I didn't like that instead of going for the touchdown and then having and seeing who the better team was, they killed the clock, got their touchdown, and then won. Right. That 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 to me as a sportsman bothered me right so like that 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 was my one complaint but like like but i guess it's also like it's legal and it's part of the game 
So that's doing what you got to do to win, and that's knowing the rules and like that's strategy. Football, a lot of football is strategy. Yeah, so that's very true. And that's like any sport, ultimately, right? It's like running the clock on someone. It just it it to me it just seemed like a bad win. Like and like I'm not bitter. Uh, Like I'm not a Chiefs fan, or or nor uh, nor am I an Eagles fan. Like I don't. Like, I like to root against the Chiefs because David's a big fan, and as soon as the Bears lose, he likes to text me and tell me about it. Yeah. But, like, um, like I wanted a good football game, and for, let's say, 57 minutes, we got one. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, a high score, and it was back and forth, too. I didn't watch it, but, I like, I clicked on it from time to time i'd go back and forth between the other yeah. show i was watching so just to see i watched the halftime show yeah it was okay yeah rihanna's great um yeah. i was ups- i was upset she didn't start with umbrella yeah fair enough happy happy she sang it but there I, was I, a rumor I... that tom holland might have been her special guest that he would uh do the dance while she sang the song I like the setup. I did I like all the memes that have come out and making it look like Super Smash Brothers again? Yeah, have no, for sure. Or... It was fun. Like I liked. Uh, it was an interesting performance. Rihanna's awesome. Like her voice and shit. I've, I'm a fan of yeah. her. She hadn't been around in a long time. I guess yeah. I didn't even know she was on hiatus. So it was interesting to find that out afterwards. I was like, oh shit, crazy. Yeah, yeah like she had a kid and then took some. Then time. she came back. It took some time. Came back with this one song for Black Panther, uh, two Wakanda Forever, right? And then like, she's agreed to do the Super Bowl, and then like, now she's pregnant again. And what a cool, what a cool out of like, I'm not a big person on pregnancy reveals, but what a fucking power move to do it at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's to funny. let everyone know. So like, yeah, no, it was a good time. Yeah, no, it was an like, interesting show for sure. Just so, like it always. So, like, I know that you're not a big football guy, but if if you tune into the halftime show, do you have a favorite one? A favorite what, sorry? Halftime show? Like, of the ones I've Super seen. Super Bowl. I'd yeah. say the Eminem, Dr. Dre. So, literally last year's. You remember yeah. it doesn't go further Just back seeing anymore. them perform live is cool. Obviously, they should have happened 20 years ago, but it was still just, like, a cool moment seeing them get to perform at the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Very much enjoyed that. That's one of the biggest ones that stands out in my mind, to be honest. The Prince Super Bowl uh, one is one of my favorites. Last year's was great. Uh, I, I can't knock it at all. That was perfect. Yeah. But then there's like certain ones where like I don't get why they're doing the yeah. Super Bowl. Like Madonna, I get like her stardom and all that stuff, but like, uh, or is a football crowd actually like? It just seems like when when sports try to be for everyone, it goes a little off the way. A yeah, off the it was the same bit. could be said about Rihanna this year. It was kind of weird because she hasn't really been relevant. It's not modern, like not, she's a great not relevant. musician, but it's the same yeah. thing as having Madonna. She's a great musician, but like she's not. I don't know. So uh, what I'm saying is like there's a lot of like, and I would I could actually say the same thing about Prince as well. Yeah, it, and, and Paul McCartney also, who also did a great halftime show. Yeah, it's just. It's not music that I would associate with football. For sure. It's not what the like players that, are listening to today, yeah, but, necessarily. <laughs> like, last year's was the most Super Bowl halftime show ever. Pretty much. Yeah. And, like, I love That's why it. I enjoyed that one thoroughly, because it was, like, makes fucking sense, you know? I would love to see, like, Metallica do it once. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. 
You should have, instead of once, you should have said one. I know, but it doesn't work grammatically. It, it can work. I'd like to see Metallica do one. Do once. Yeah. And Anyways, continue. Sorry. You just do, threw away a perfect yeah. opportunity to throw that in there. That's all I'm saying. I don't love puns as much as you do. Yeah. We're different. I like wrestling, and I think puns are a silly form of comedy. You love puns, and you think wrestling is a silly form of entertainment. Yeah. Silly is, this uh, is how we, kind. This is how we differ. Yes, this is true. <laughs> it's funny because, like, at the beginning, we were like, let's get to know each other. And now we're like, fuck, I, I'm going to kill. <laughs> like, you are being such an asshole right now. Pretty much. Listen! <laughs> it's extremely entertaining. And I bet you knew you were going to fucking get to me, too. It wasn't even intentional. I just was trying to protect you because I was worried about you. And can you scenario. stop with the protection? Oh, you poor little dum dum. You don't know. Well, I felt like it, it really reeked of that. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was concerned. Like, you know, I just did two very generous head tilts. You can't see it in the audio version of this podcast, but they, my head almost touched my shoulder in sympathy twice. Is that, like? Not considered condescending because, like, think about think about when you would use that little head tilt. That's a yeah, a little condescending, I'd say. <laughs> Probably, but from a comedic standpoint, from a loving standpoint of I want to no, protect my cousin from, from no, himself. And stop saying, lead. stop trying to be the fucking good guy here. You're not the fucking good guy here. I'm pretty you sure are, that you, I was just being protective of my cousin. <laughs> And no, you're not. You're in the street. No, you're not. And someone... <laughs> you think you're fucking better than me. Pre- pre- no, 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 no. I, I had to protect your fucking... I had to protect you. <laughs> no, you didn't have to because I fucking know what's up. I was providing you information on the if, thing that you hate, so clearly you know nothing about it. If years ago we were out somewhere and I was like, dude, this episode of Storage Wars last night, they fucking found a rocket launcher in the storage unit. Can you fucking believe... And you're like, Sean, you take me aside for a second. We go to the bar. You're like, dude, I'm trying... Like, I don't want you to... You need to know something, Sean. That show's not real. It's fake. I don't want you to go back to the table and tell all the people that we're with right now that, you know, that you think it's real. Like, I just want to protect you. And I'd be like, fuck, Tom, I never realized that it was all fake. And I'm like, thank you so much. I love you. Then we come back to the table. I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I fucked up. Continue. What What I would actually say to you? What would you say? Sean, stop bringing up up Storage Wars. Have some class. We're out in public. (laughs) Like, they're not 80 years old. They don't fucking watch (laughs) that show. (laughs) You loser. Yeah. Fucking get with it. All right? Like, come on. Tighten it up. Hey. To quote you from last week, I don't think you need to yuck another man's yum, Tom. <laughs> Isn't that such a fun saying, though? Uh, Kieran fucking listened to it. He's like, I don't like Tom saying it's just dirty. <laughs> I was like, I'm, now I'm going to have to say it again because it's fucking, yeah. it is fucking funny. It just sounds dirty, though. Like, but isn't like the worst feeling when someone yucks your yum? Yeah. It kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. It happens yeah. to me all the time. I, like, I, like, Enjoying like Star Trek and all this like things that bring me joy, like they're again like it's a thing that's not for everybody, but to like yuck another man's yum and I say another man to yuck another person's yum is just wrong. Yeah, you know you should just like yeah. But, but however, sometimes you have to protect your cousin. 
You are not the good guy. Stop it. <laughs> I'm definitely not the good guy. Okay. You are not the good guy. I just want to say, like, sometimes in life it's all about posturing and stuff. And, like, I'm talking in a very supporting, loving voice while you're yelling at me. Yeah, so, because you're being condescending. Be perceived by the public on this one is, like, wow, Sean really tried to look out for Tom there. He really, like, wanted to protect him, make sure that, you know, he's not believing crazy shit. That's all. It's like if someone's... If it's like the same yeah. example if you were like, Sean, I fucking... There's no way the moon landing happened, Sean. And I had to, like, talk you off that cliff. I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm just protecting you. Protecting you to make sure that you have the right information. Well, there's been a lot of misinformation right. the last couple of years here, and it's, like, been hard to know what to believe, like, on the news and stuff like and, like, Facebook. And it's just, like, sometimes you need someone to remind you, like, what reality you, is. You know who does a really good job of trying to convince people they're the good guy? Who does that? The fucking bad guy! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like we're we've gone over an hour and a half. This is probably one of the, like the most infuriating and fun podcasts I've ever had with you. Because as angry as I got with you there, because you're just being a dick and condescending. And look how, like honestly, you're a little smug right now. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a warm place. It's a warm yeah. seat. You're, you're being a little bit smug. You, yeah, you, you got. You, it was you, fun. Yeah, it was a fun pod but, for sure. Uh, but like you knew, you knew exactly what fucking buttons buttons to press, <laughs> and you fucking did it expertly, knowing exactly the reaction you're gonna get from me. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, I was just trying to protect you, kind of way. No, fuck you! Stop saying that. Because <laughs> you're not. That is that's also like so infuriating. <laughs> Don't need your fucking protection. I'm a big boy. Um, I'm excited for next week's episode of Picard, though, because it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, just watching the way the story develops, you know. <sighs> Any big plans for the rest of your weekend? <laughs> just think about this maybe for a little bit. Rewatch a few videos. Make sure that what you believe to be reality is actually reality, not a fabrication. No, I know what real is, and I know you're a real dick. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my plans tonight got canceled. I was supposed to go to the Mooseheads game. It was going to be like a big group of us going. Yeah. But the game got postponed because of like the freezing rain in New Brunswick that's going to hit us later. Fuck. So like, eh, shit happens. Yeah. But, but the game got postponed. Just going to be another time where we can all go out and. Uh... I did, however, have like a lovely triple date the other night. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm assuming with like Karen and um. Andre. Thank you. Yeah. And you and Crystal must do the double date stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. How frequently, like, is it dinners? Do you ever, like, Last week we actually went to, so, funny story, I was really close friends with Humberto Mariel. They opened a restaurant, Huma, H-U-M-A, the first two letters of each of their names. I've talked to you about it before. That closed because they got divorced, and she reopened it as Luna, and so we had never taken Kieran and Andrea to this Mexican restaurant before, but talked about it for years. So finally, last weekend, we were like, um, hey, what are you guys up to? You want Or Kieran actually messaged us, and he's like, hey, you guys want to do dinner tonight? And I, I mentioned it to Crystal when she got home from work, and she's like, fuck yeah, let's take him to the Mexican place. So we ended up going there for the evening, and it was really nice. So we try to do it like... 
as a, maybe once once a month, but Kieran comes over every Wednesday for dinner as well. Yeah. And so Andrea often comes with him unless she needs a break. So when you do this, do you like do you dine or do you have dinner? Um both. You understand the difference? Yeah, I do I understand what you mean. There's times where we grab dinner to eat. But then, like, this last one was a dine. Like, we all got dressed up a little bit, and, you know, yeah. we had a drink, and, like, it was a really nice, we had a nice dining experience. Yeah, so, like, that's what we did. So, we had, like, there's this new restaurant downtown Halifax called uh, Salt and Ash. A co-worker, uh, you know, recommended it, and then we yeah. decided to go. Honestly, like, the the food was unbelievable, the fucking drinks, and, like, like, we were all leaning into it. Like, we were dining. Like, it's one of those, like, I know I'm spending 200 bucks or a little bit more than that. Yeah. But fuck, is it worth it? Like, you For get sure. a couple cocktails, you're having drinks, you're having a time. And then, like, like the, the most of the women, like, the women, I say, like, well, like, our dates. So, like, there was three couples there. So, yeah. like, there's a bunch of desserts. And then all the men decided to get, like, espresso martinis. And then we are... Drinking the espresso martinis, pinkies out, having a fucking time, leaning into it. Nice. It was honestly, it was like such a great experience. I love treating could, yourself with good people or like good friends, you know. Could you find out for me one thing? Is the restaurant Range Road still a restaurant in Edmonton? I'll check it out right now. I'll it, like, I think it's, it, but it's not like there's no vowels in it. I think that's how they do it. Like it's, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Because if it is, my recommendation for your next outing, if you're willing to spend a little bit of money and have a, like a like if an evening of dining, yeah, that would be a good restaurant for you guys to check. It looks out. like it still exists, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be like that's a nice idea. See, it's their turn to pick next time, and then ours to pick after again. Yeah. So we'll probably. So, uh, it's a good like good I have option. A, yeah, like I like to like there. Are, I have my hits. Like I like. I'd like to go back and check it out. Like, Tasty Tom's, that's, like, my safety. That's, like, like if I, I knew, like, I'm hungover and I want breakfast, Tasty Tom's was my choice in it. In yeah, Edmonton. for but sure. There are some lovely, like, the food in Edmonton is unbelievable. Yeah, we have some good food here. I have a good circuit of restaurants that I like to do as well. Actually, this past Saturday, uh, Tuesday was Valentine's Day, and so it's mine and Crystal's seven-year anniversary. And so we ended up going, we had gift cards, so we ended up going out to the keg for a nice dinner. And really good dinner. Like, we were both like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, nothing crazy. Oh, nothing crazy. Okay, let's do the keg. Why not? And so we ended up going out there. Had a really nice dinner, really nice evening out. It was fucking awesome. Nice. Um, I discovered a new drink that is shocking that I had never had before. But now I'm like, I really like that drink. And I think that's my new drink I'm going to order when I go to restaurants from now on. The Whiskey Sour yeah. I'd never had one. They're delicious. Fucking amazing way to enjoy whiskey. I was like, holy fuck, that's a... I know I'm worried it might be too sugary, but I don't think it is. Like, I don't think there's a lot of sugar in it's, it. It's, it's pretty sugary. Yeah, most that would be my concern if I had too many most, of them, but most, a nice cocktail. Most, most of them are actually served with, like, a sugar rim. Like oh, really? Rim. I didn't have a sugar rim. Yeah, so sometimes they're served like that as the rimmer. Okay. Like, uh, not like just sugar. Like, you know, like the... The sour sugar you would get on, like, a chewy candy or something Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. To add to the sour, they would do that. Interesting. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Depends on the place. I like I it when they juju it up like that. Yeah, I think traditionally it doesn't. But I'm also not a bartender, and there's a good chance I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, it is what it is with those things. Yeah. Uh, it's nice when you. I love it when you find a new cocktail. I'm a, I'm a total cocktail guy when it comes to that. Have, like, have you ever had an old fashioned? Yes, not a big fan. Really, that is yeah. my like. If I'm dining, like, and like we're at a place where like it's acceptable to have cocktails with the appetizer before you have like wine with dinner. Yeah, I'm doing an old. That is my. That is my cocktail. That is okay. my. I've I've ordered it a few times in restaurants, and I'm just being straight with you. I, I didn't love it. Like I'll drink I think it. it. I think it will change your opinion on it if you try it from a from a, a fancier establishment. Because what they would do at a fancier place is they would get a wood plank out, set um, either a piece of cedar or you, some places they'll even let you choose the wood. Yeah, set it on fire and put the like. So the glass get yeah smoke it so the glass gets all smoky and then they pour the bourbon to make the drink so then like that that smokiness yeah if you give me an experience I'll I'll relate my like I'm I love a good time and I love a good show and I love a good presentation so it could like for sure develop me like that like when I I've ordered it in like some decent places I've never necessarily had it like that it's just a drink they bring out to you you know nothing too fancy but Mm -hmm. I'm always open to. I like feeling like, ooh, that's my drink. Like, that's fancy. Ooh. There's nothing there's wrong with that. bar called, like, the Woodhouse or something like that. Uh, downtown Edmonton. I, I, I could be wrong on this. Yeah. Again. But it's something wood. I, I want to say it's the Woodhouse or something. I, again, don't quote me. If you if you know, email two sides of the story pod, the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Indeed. Um, but um, they make the best... Uh, old fashioned I've ever had, but again, yeah. like, if, like if you like whiskey and like bourbon, like why are we fucking splitting hairs? It all it all depends on where it was fucking made. That's the difference. Oh yeah, a whiskey, a whiskey is a bourbon is a rye is a fucking like right? Like are we? Yeah, uh, everyone has their favorites for sure. I'm pretty open minded to alcohol in general when it comes like I can drink any rye whiskey. There's different ones like I've told you in the past. I prefer Gibson's whiskey over different brands, just like mm-hmm. the way the flavor hits. There's different notes in every bottle you'll buy. There's going to be a different note to it in the way that the maker does it. Right? The 18 year old. What, what does the note say? <laughs> well, the notes often say "fuck you, Tom." Um, <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs> The note that I'm writing right now in my notebook says, this son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a I'll decent uh, Malkovich from Rounders. <laughs> Back to our earlier talk of accents when they just come out. Yeah, um, yeah what do you do? Mr. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you are the apple of my asshole. <laughs> I fucking love Rounders. Yeah. You ever That's see the interview with... Uh, Matt Damon, where he's talking about like working with John Malkovich, and he does like this, and he says this line, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god!" But like, like Matt Damon like feels weird about it, and like John Malkovich leans forward and says, "Yeah, I'm not a very good actor." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's been a long time since I watched Rounders, but it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Very few good poker movies, I think. Yeah, it's a hard concept to run, but they they hit it out of the park with that one. It's stellar cast, obviously helps with that kind of thing. And it was like before they were necessarily like the huge showman they were. It was a good good timing yeah. of that movie. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, 
What else? You want? Because we're so close to having our longest episode ever. Are we? Did you look into that after we talked to Lee about that? How, we haven't is, hit. We haven't hit two hours. No, I don't. I didn't think so either. But we've come close a few times. We're probably we've had like one fifty something. I haven't like done the whole due diligence on how, no. how long every episode is. Yeah. But like, I mean, we're like thirteen and a half minutes away. Honestly, like we, I, when we got to an hour, I was like, Jesus, that we did like fifty minutes of Picard there. <laughs> it was, a, it's um, a great, like it's an exciting time of year and exciting time to be alive for Star Trek fans. Sorry, but we have fucking five shows right now and more to come. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just never yeah. ending right now. And then with the success of this, like honestly, I think that with this being successful comes other doors. Like, just because. Oh, yeah. Just because uh, Patrick Stewart is uh, up there in age doesn't mean the rest of them are, right? Like, yeah. I would watch a Jordy LaForge <laughs> show where he's just running a fucking museum. Oh, Honestly, I, love it. I would. Like, I would. I would absolutely love it. We you know what would be so best... cool about that, Tom? What? Like, fucking, I'm going to blow your mind hole with this concept, what you just said. So, Jordy has his museum show where he has, like, a chair he sits in and he's opens his book and he tells you a different Star Trek story each episode about an article that's in the museum. <laughs> that be good. Can you imagine, man? I would love that. He's wearing a velvet jacket like Hugh Hefner and he just his episode. I'm going to tell you the story of the broken compartment from Sedlick 4. And it would show the uh, thing in its fucking glass case and a damn good show. I'll watch the I enjoy, yeah. I, there is, that was one of the finest reading rainbow jokes I have ever heard in my entire life. You like that? <laughs> I like that. It's not often you can get away with a Star Trek slash reading rainbow joke, oh. but fuck, you, you succeeded there. That'd be awesome. Anyways, um, yeah, so like, I don't know. Like, cause you could do this, like, so let's look at, um, Lower Decks for a second. So yeah. when, uh, what's, what's the main character? Mer Marin goes and Marin Marner, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Marin goes and joins that archaeologist, right? Yeah, which we find out is funded by Picard. So maybe he puts in his will, no matter what, that that is always funded. Like as long as there's still money in the Picard name, this archaeology hunt is still funded. So what I would love is like if Jordy was, oh fuck, who is that museum guy in Indiana Jones? But like you oh, get, yeah, like, I know stuff. what you're talking about. I see him, but yeah, I, can't. I don't yeah, know his yeah. name. Uh, yeah. Um, but you get, like, an Indiana Jones meets Star Trek, where you get, you know, relic hunters kind of thing, where you're trying he to find... He sends people off on missions to find a relic for the museum, yeah. Right? Also and then, like, you get, Yeah. But you get, like, to find, like, a cool fucking thing, and Jordy's just like, hey, like, if you can do this, like, the museum will pay this, or, like, whatever. And then, yeah. I would love I to I'm... see as well from Star Trek one of these days a storyline not from Starfleet's perspective. That would be fucking dope. Like, like, that's, I... that's, that's, that's what I thought a Worf show would be. Could be a like Worf... a Klingon show or like or Cardassian one or just like there's so many perspectives that are so no different. No, would be dope is a, a Romulan based show. Right after their like world the, destroyed, kind of thing, or during, and like or, no, like during, like yeah, w- like getting on board with the Romulans and seeing why they hate Starfleet. Yeah, it, it would be so cool to like lend your love to them 
so you understand. And, like, you could add so much depth to the previous incarnations of Star Trek of an alien race like Romulans if you understand where they're coming from. If you see, like, a generation, like, the story of the family, this, from Romulus, and it starts out, like, like... 300 years in the past and then it evolves mm. through the generations of this one family showing the perspective of their culture that'd be fucking cool that'd be pretty uh, that'd be pretty dope actually but there's like a few shows that are like that in the zeitgeist um that didn't do well like they're based on the the ip of a thing that already exists but then they takes place so there's like a show called krypton which was about clark yeah. Kent or kal-el's Great grandfather, and then the decline of Krypton. Another which, good one, though, is Frasier. None yes, of the main storyline, but it's like a complete different perspective from it. Like, so they can be done. A spinoff can be done in the right. I know what you're but saying, it's not, but it's but it's different. What we're talking about, though, so, like it's a, there's been some, um, plenty of like successful an inverted like story, but like an inverted story about yeah. characters because they have to be characters you don't know or care about. You yeah. have to get on board, like. There is an Alfred Pennyworth, Pennyworth show before he becomes the butler for Batman. Yeah, I heard about that. I never did watch yeah, like, it. But. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, too. Like, I never watched it either, and that's the point I'm making. Yeah, that it can be very challenging to put out that type of product. But with, like, like, with the popularity of everything right now, even, like, they've done episodes like that where they make you kind of feel the perspective of the other person. Like, it uh, makes me think of the episode where... Uh, um, in Deep Space Nine, where Major Kira was possibly an undercover agent and actually a Cardassian, and so then all of a sudden you're like starting to feel empathy for like the Cardassian perspective because you meet this kind man who's like a, a really kind person, but is the enemy, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's just doing what he's doing because it's what's right for his people and his life and his story and his family kind of thing. So that's what I love about like storytelling is you. Everyone's perspective is their perspective until you... Or, like, a Ferengi version? Like, because they're, like, the probably the least likable... I love the Ferengi, though. It'd be so fun to watch. Commerce. Yeah. yeah. The Book of Commerce. What's the book that they have to follow? Uh, the Rules the, of The Rules of Acquisition. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It would be really, like, have to be an HBO show, because Ferengi, Ferengi women aren't allowed to wear clothes. <clears throat> True. So it'd be, like, an intense, weird kind of... Adult yeah. show, but and Ferengis are so unattractive. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like... Of all the female species in Star Trek, you might not want to see naked. Is the one that they make <laughs> naked all the time. You're like, thanks, guys. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, those ears uh, go. Oof. <laughs> those butt foreheads. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> it's like they have a huge brain. I don't know. Now, if they had a huge brain, they wouldn't be fucking foiled all the time. This is true. This is true. I really liked the uh, in Lower Decks the little Ferengi that they had going on, and that's like the evil because we hadn't seen evil Ferengi in a while. We got to love like the Deep Space Nine Ferengi, and we hadn't seen the evil Ferengi since TNG. So it was nice to see that again. Now I think the actor is dead, but who played uh, Quark's nephew? Or the what was it? Yeah, he passed away. Um, What's the character? Rom? Rom. Nog. Nog. No, that's Nog. Yeah. I would love to watch a spinoff on Nog, to be honest with you. That would have been there awesome, is, yeah. 
where Starfleet career took off. He fucking died young too, 50, mm-hmm. 51 years old, around there, really young. Yeah, uh, Jake's still been... around. You know, there's a podcast that he does with this other guy. I've seen them around a little bit. But, What's it called? Um, I'd have to get back to you on that. I don't want to say it on air too because copyrights and. They'll be they like, they're trying to compete with us. Another Star Trek podcast. We must destroy them. If anything, we're giving them free fucking publicity, but all right. Pretty much. It's weird yeah. because I, I like saw, I think I'm friends with one of the guys on Facebook or something or in the same group as him. But I was like looking at the Star Trek calendar that I get every year and I, I recognize the name and I was like, fuck, is that the guy from the Star? And he's actually like a really talented artist as well as being a podcast host whose co-host is Cyric Lofton. Okay. Who's Jake Sisko, for those who don't know. But, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name. But I never him. liked Jake as a fucking character. No, I enjoyed him in certain ways. I love the father-son relationship. I didn't know he's like in the cards, season five, episode 25, fucking one of my favorite episodes of DS9 where him and Nog are trying to trade up to get the guy to give them the baseball card so that they can cheer up Cisco. One of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. The yeah episode, like a, I think he, he grew on me later on the show. Yeah, in like the beginning the first... it's a tough one, but look at the episode with him and Bashir where they go yeah. into that war zone and, like, fuck, that's a good episode about Enrio, yeah. like... I agree, actually. That is a really good episode. Well said. Sorry. There's a couple phenomenal Jake episodes, but there was a bunch of... Thro- the one with him and his dad, where they build the ship, and they fucking catch the sails to Cardassia, the old Bajoran ship. When yeah. That's the first episode that fucking Cisco's got the goatee. Great episode as well. Great father-son moments. That's what I loved about yeah. Jake. I, I, you know what? I think that's what... Like I have to agree with you, because as much as I don't like Wesley Crusher as a character, yeah. there are some great... Wesley, like one of my all-time favorite episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation, is a Wesley Crusher episode. Which one? Uh, it's the one with the game. I think it's called the game. Where okay. The, where everyone gets yeah, yeah, the headpiece thing, yeah, yeah, and they just try putting the ball inside the little hole, and they all yeah. get a little mini. Have you ever played that with addicted. Google glasses? No, I've never wore Google glasses once in my life. I was uh, at a bar one night, and I was pretty enamored, and this guy came in, and he was wearing them, and I'm like, what the fuck are those? He's like, they're Google glasses. He's like, you know, and he leans at some stranger I never met in my life, leans to me, he's like, do you know anything about Star Trek The Next Generation? And I was like... you're lying to me? I swear to God. you're lying to me? I swear to God, Tom, I swear to you, this is a true story. I feel... Okay, because I feel Uh, like there's going to have a punchline here, and I'm going to be upset. So the guy fucking says, do you know Star Trek The Next Generation? I'm like, buddy, you're talking to, like, the right guy. Of all the guys, I'm the guy. I fuck... Of course. He's like, you remember the episode of The Game where they have that, like, headset? He's like... And I'm like, yeah, of course. And he's like, do you want to play it? And I was like... Ashley Judd is in that episode. Huh? Ashley Judd is in that episode. Okay. So anyways, he gives me the glasses. No, no idea who the fuck that is. She's um, <clears throat> a very famous actress. I thought she was a singer. The Judds or something like that? I don't know. No. No. Judd Apatow? No. I don't know. Something like that. Anyways. Um, first name. <laughs> she, this guy hands them over. I put them on and I play the ball into the game. Like you use your eye movement to yeah. I don't even know I was really hammered when it happened but yeah did he give you a little mini orgasm when you were done when you succeeded? it was pretty cool we high five <laughs> we probably hugged I was like I, I was honestly I was like thanks man that was fucking awesome and that was the last time I tried the glasses okay 
True story. All right. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't know where we ended up here uh, from where we were. There was talk of Jake Sisko, talk of Wrestling Crusher, favorite episodes, and now here there's, we are. Don't you just love how conversation kind of goes? I mean, we were yelling at each other not 30 minutes ago. We evolved. It's because we came back to Star Trek, the one peaceful thing between us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, logic must prevail. <laughs> we must. <laughs> but no, Star Trek heavy this episode was. Um, lots of good shit, I'd say, yeah. overall. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm happy with it. I mean, we're so close to two hours, so I'm just going to keep rambling until we hit it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Might as well. Just for the shits and giggles of it all. It was funny because sometimes we come ill-equipped for our podcast, so we run through the topics that we have to talk about, and then we're done. But this is like a big episode, given the release of the new season. Well, the, this is the, out of the thing, like, I could just talk to you now. Like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. I haven't come prepared to a podcast in, I can't even remember how long. Like, no, I, like, I'd like, there things, prepared, but there are things like, things. yeah, like, there are things, are there things that I would like to talk to you about? Yeah, sure. I got shit going on in my life, and I would like to share them with you. Of course. However... Like, I haven't, like, written shit down going, like, I had to make sure that I talked to Sean about this stuff. And I think some of our better content is when we go off the fucking rails a little bit. Oh, of course. I.e. I, you being condescending about wrestling. I usually make a few notes just because, but, like, when puns come to you, they just come to you. You don't, you can't write that shit. Like, nobody can write the things that I say because they're so fucking funny that it's like, you can't, how do you put that on paper? You just have to let it evolve naturally, you know? Yeah. But I was happy to do it. So we <laughs> finally had our longest episode. We can put it down. We'll call this episode the two-hour mark. You like that? Not bad. That was actually, I think this is like the second title you've ever come up with. Fuck you, I've come up with more than that. Early on in the so. podcast, I named them all, and then all of a sudden you were just like, I need to use this as a weapon against Sean, so I'm going to name them all now. So when you're done lying, um, like honestly, you could look through them. You could tell me which ones are yours, and if I'm wrong, I will publicly apologize on the podcast. <laughs> I can think of one other one, two sides of a ham sandwich right now. That was a good one. Yeah, that was Kieran's. Tom? That was Kieran, man. I'm pretty I, I, sure I no, came up with that. No, I swear to God. I swear to God. Last I would week, even our worst one hold yet, on. I also came up with that title. No, it didn't. I said, I'm calling this one. I literally said on the podcast our no. worst one yet. And you were like, I, I'm probably going to name the podcast that this week, Sean. That's a good one. No, that, literally last you, week. I, I'm going to get clips and stuff, but I swear to you about the ham sandwich one. You know how I feel about Kieran. I don't like giving him credit for anything. I don't even like it when he's on the show. And we've had him on twice. You're mean, man. You know you love him. I'm never going to admit it publicly. That's a so funny thing. Like, you talk about your friends. I'm like, I love Addy. He's such a nice guy. You're like, I hate Sean's friends. Like, that's not true. Jesus Christ. I never said I hate him. I'm just looking. I just have these on guys. Episode 93, Big Fashion Guys. Yeah. Sean named that one. That was, you know, I'm, I'm only, like, in the 90s, and I've already come up with three. An accurate Christmas episode, another Sean Sides naming. Squashing the beef with Kieran Hamilton. I think, no, that one was you. Um, let's see what else we got here. Should we wrap this up? I'm just watching intently while you try and give yourself credit for shit. 
<laughs> I can go because, all day, baby. Because, like, a lot of these titles are just, like, me, like, frantically Sunday night. Like, I'll do all the editing, but, like, to put out, like, they're just like, ugh, what do I even call this one? And then sometimes I'll text you if you have any ideas, and then six to seven hours later, you get up to me going, like, I don't know. Here's another good one that I can actually take the name of several of our episodes. Triangle episode. Right here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Which then encompasses Jen's, Deanna's, Josh's, Paul's. Um, so there's more than two right there. There's four. So I would like what? to quote Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Hello, Okay. Oh, well, I would like to publicly apologize to Sean. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Such a hero among men. Yeah. Well, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I didn't think that coming up with one thing that we made broad, but yes, I'll give it to you. One of my favorite things listening back to of last week's episode was the wolf bit about them holding hands and stuff around the fire with Kevin Costner. I just, I see it in my head too, and it's such a good, the dog's like looking up at him with adoration, and (laughs) that's going to live forever. I might not, but that will Honestly, I got, like, messages from Addy about how much he enjoyed that episode. And then uh, he even messaged me about the fact that I left, like, 20 seconds of dead air yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> and he just thought, honestly, he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But I didn't talk. I was just going to edit it out. And then I did like, Life happened. Of it. Yeah, I just. I know. That's what made it so funny, too, is just because it was, like, authentic. <laughs> yeah. And completely <laughs> unscripted. Yeah. That's what we do. And like... Your eyebrows? No, they're fully scripted too. I got good eyebrow play. You can't see it right yeah. now, but I'm eyebrow playing Tom. Yeah. Well, so Tommy, why don't you wrap this one up? Yeah, I was just about to. Thank you. Go ahead. Stop it, please. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Two Sides of the Story this week. My name is Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. Last week, you were so good. You didn't change your tone. I nailed it. You didn't didn't change your seating pattern. You didn't even even have to take a deep breath. This week, you're going going backwards, man. (laughs) I did it just... I gave you... (laughs) Well, I have been Tom Sides, and this has been another edition of Two Sides of the Story. Like, that's you. That's, Isn't like, that how you do it. It's so fucking funny. Hey, Al, you gotta elevate. You gotta hit it out of the park at the I, end. I feel like it's the one line in the play you got as a kid, and you're just like, I'm gonna fucking I'm baby! <laughs> that being said, I'm Tom Sides. This has been my side of the story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Sides of the story with Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.